I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Hey! Welcome to Rose Mortem, a history podcast. And uh, also, we're men. Yeah, definitely uh, not a comedy podcast. Nope, my name is Tom. My name <laughs> is Johnny Sims. I <laughs> will be your Travis for the evening. And I'm Lexington Steele. <laughs> well, there you go. Wow, we got a got a great ticket for 2020 here. Sim Steele. The longest ticket you know you'll what? ever see. So you got the ticket to ride, you know. Ticket like a CVS receipt. They could have an excellent slogan like a cock in the hand is better than two for the country. Or something, <laughs> I don't know. A cock in every pot and a car in every garage. Yeah, so if, you, if you're not familiar with male porn stars, that's who we're talking about. Uh, we will end that discussion now, though, I think. It's, that would be appropriate, right, guys? Unless it has to do with yeah. someone's week. How was your week? Did you meet any of these guys? Meet any heroes? Any legends? Any local mythos? No, no, I'm a simpleton. I, I haven't met any of these great heroes. How do you think he goes to <laughs> Starbucks? You know what I mean? Like, does he, do you think he does the disguise, or he's just like, hey, I'm that guy? Well, he always gets a Trenta. It's the biggest cup. <laughs> we get a Trenta Pike, please. Wow. I don't know if porn stars drink cafe. I th- uh, cafe. Cafe. I'm a, uh, I'm a Frenchman now. No, I'm pretty sure porn stars typically will do crack cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get a that and cocaine? muscle milk. They yeah. mix them together whey. and smoke both. Bunch of whey. He's a tea drinker. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, uh, we're moving on from this one. Yeah, if you want. It'll probably come back. But, uh, Travis, thank you for asking me how my week was. It was excellent. Next. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all you want to do. Well, I mean, I watched a couple movies. I watched The Lighthouse. Oh, in that, oh, is uh, that, that spooky. What is that about? You you said a little bit before the we started rowing, but what is that again? It's a uh, it's kind of like a psychological thriller about two men on a on a rock that has a lighthouse, and uh-huh. uh, like Shutter Island. Willem Dafoe <laughs> plays a character from SpongeBob, and <laughs> Robert Pattinson <laughs> plays Johnny Sins. <laughs> okay, all right. So Patrick Starr and Johnny Sims get it on. Bang a lighthouse is what you're saying. They drink a lot. It's great. It actually made me reflect uh, on my drinking watching it. It's a it's a good movie though. I, I give it a uh, four hands on the cock out of five. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, so, that? so that's so, a lot. So Mike, amputee in this orgy. So Mike, I heard you bumped into Johnny Sims this week. Oh yeah, I uh, saw him peeing out his front at the train station. <laughs> Uh, Got a glimpse of the uh, of an American hero. Thank you, <laughs> nice. Johnny, for your service. <laughs> this is the the Wonderful. worst intro to any episode <laughs> we've ever done. No, I hate this. Great. We're talking about other men's penises, <laughs> not our own. Not even our own. <laughs> I like to imagine, but one day. What do you role play as, as Johnny Sins when you grow up? Yeah, when I grow up. <laughs> Cody, how was your week? <laughs> My week was good. I know we talked about this earlier. I don't know. Did we talk about this earlier, Tom? But like, 
I think I remember you expressing some disdain for that, that Netflix series, Midnight Gospel. Oh, yeah, that Duncan Trussell show that's just the laziest thing ever. I appreciate the laziness of it. That's got to be a producer's wet dream because it's already made and you're just getting like a ballering ass like fucking animator to like go over it. Yeah, it's Pendleton what, Ward, what it, the guy who does yeah. Adventure Time. Very yeah. good show. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, you know, I did my time in Adventure Time. I'm not like a diehard, but I watched the first couple seasons. <laughs> you did your tours. Wait, yeah. is that the one about the guy who travels to different universes? Yeah. Oh, I started watching that after the show last week and I was drunk and I didn't know what was happening. There you go. <laughs> That's it's but it looked pretty. It looked pretty and I feel like would you would you green light um an animator if they approached Roast Mortem cast and was just like, Oh, let me let me trippy up your fucking podcast audio with like some visuals. Any amount of money that that would make me uh one house richer, then yes, I would be fine. I wouldn't care. I want well, I want the guy yeah. I want the guy who a- animated Rocky and Bullwinkle to do ours. <laughs> he, he's I want dead. Squidbillies. <laughs> no, yeah. he's not. I mean, probably is. Probably dead. <laughs> probably dead. Yeah. Well, Rocky and Bullwinkle. It has That's a, a moose and has a squirrel, and then Russians. That's our show. Yeah. Very racist, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, we are a very racist show. We're. Um, well, I was talking about Rocky and Bullwinkle, oh, but sure, whatever. Oops. <laughs> Here we are learning more and more about ourselves every day. Uh, Travis, I'm assuming you didn't have a week at all, so we should just go right into it. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I bought more shrimp. I'm trying to have my shrimp. Fuck! <laughs> oh, I want to wake up one morning and see like all the shrimp. I'd be like, is that just the dirt moving around in my aquarium, or is that a bunch of shrimp? Like the mummy. Kind of gross. Like, do I want the shrimp to form a face out of the... The ground. Oh, swallow him a little other bit. Fish. You gotta envision it, Travis. If you had to go, would you accept the idea of being eaten by a shrimp? Oh yeah. Dude. Oh, like burial by shrimp swarm. As, long, as yeah. long as I'm served with like a bucket of cocktail sauce, like one of those buckets really? you store like old clothes for the winter. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. It's filled with cocktail sauce. So we just put you in that and That's ship good. you out to the shrimp sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Fuck That'd be target. cheap too. It's not that expensive. All right, Mike, you start scraping that together. Would you eat the shrimp right, that ate Travis? Probably. I mean, sure. I'd avenge his death. No, he's already dead. The <laughs> shrimp didn't kill him. Thanks, Mike. You're a good, good man. <laughs> I would eat the deveined shrimp that was just eating Travis. Wait, you you would devein the shrimp that ate me? Yeah. I take offense to that. You should. Yeah. You're disgusting. That's fucked up. I don't want to eat Travis poop. Yeah. Not poop that came out of Travis, but poop. That was from Travis. This Cody, we can we can set up eating Travis poop on your OnlyFans account. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. <laughs> Cody sins. All right. <laughs> it's me. We got. I got my notepad out. I'm ready to be talked to. Who's gonna be talking to at me tonight? Hope it's not me, dude. I'm gonna be talking. My mouth is loud and it moves around. Great. Very good. Very good, sir. Mm. Tonight on our Chopman's Tale of Mystery. Is that yes. what we say on the show? Always. Yeah. Uh, tonight, we're going to be roasting Hollywood icon Elizabeth Taylor. All right. <sighs> Vaguely familiar, but no idea. You don't, you don't know Elizabeth yeah, Taylor? Know you guys? Not really. I get her confused with uh, Lisa Frank. She's one of those women with great breasts, but also manly shoulders. And she would use a lot of oh, mascara to, to, to distract uh, people from looking at her giant shoulders. 
It's a lot of mascara. <laughs> Which I don't well, I don't think isn't sexy. I'm not saying anything. Well, I mean, her, her boobies, uh, I would think that she is responsible for Hollywood being like, whoa, big boobs are cool. And even though, because oh, I know. Oh, oh, you mean Hollywood? Yeah. The liberal elites? She's responsible for that? Not yeah. just people liking big boobs? No, because like apparently in Hollywood, like when she's kicking it off, they're like, your boobs are too big. Oh, well. And she was like, oh, uh, well, actually her boobs are only a 32C, but they, those fuckers can knock you out. Well, the milk back then was very different. You know, now we have these milks <laughs> and you're seeing 13-year-olds with just giant cans and you're like, go away. Everyone, go to uh, yeah. go to no breast school. Like, so, <laughs> all right, well, Something yeah, we'll talk about breast school in a little bit. But uh, so you may have seen Elizabeth Taylor in classics like Cleopatra. Very oh. corny movie. No. Uh, no, you haven't. No. Or James Dean, his final film, Giant. She was in nope. that. Iron no? Giant. No, not the Iron Giant. Not starring um, what Hogarth? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> and yeah, that's James Dean with the pompadour and the D-E-A-N, <laughs> not D-E-E-N. <laughs> Not uh, the one that works with Johnny Th- Sims. Okay. God damn it. I thought you were talking about that one. <laughs> uh, but during, during, the, during the 1950s and 60s, Elizabeth Taylor was the hottest celebrity in the world, followed by hordes of paparazzi. Uh, she jet-setted around from Chateau to Gala to movie set. You know, she's like one of those first people where the paparazzi just like hounded her, right? Mm, we sure. have like tons of them annoying. nowadays. Paparazzi bait. I would hate that shit. Like, get the fuck away from me. You heard it here, Pastor Mike. When you make that much money and your job is to look nice in front of people and deliver lines, you deserve that. Well, and also, I mean, she says she hated them, but she actually, like, secretly loved the attention. I feel like when you're that type of person, Uh, you can't live without people, like, trying to watch you poop. You know? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, she's pooping with, like, the door open and perfect lighting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so this is kind of side. this is kind of an interesting episode because we roasted the child actors. We did a uh, the master class on child actors, <sighs> yeah, the master did. series. Um, and Elizabeth Taylor is actually one of the worst child actors. I didn't know she was a child actor. Oh, I didn't know she was a child. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, and unlike Alfalfa or Dana Plato or Brad Renfro. Uh, her stardom never faded. Uh, it, it, it always, you know, uh, she was, and also she didn't kill herself by using, like, drugs and prescription narcotics or something like that. Even though she was using them, she didn't die, you know? Does that make her a better person, that she understood dosages? <laughs> well, I mean, very. I'm, I'm glad that she was able to prolong her terrible life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's really important. But what you yeah, got was a... What you got in her mind was a shitty, stuck, like, her mind just stuck in shitty brat ent- entitled child star mode for her oh, entire life. Worst. So, like, stunted emotional growth. Yeah. Um, and before we go into it, this was actually an interesting one, because I was at a Goodwill, and I was looking around at the bio, bio section, came across this book called Liz, had, like, the most unflattering picture of Elizabeth Taylor. And I was like, I gotta buy this. And it's the first book that I, the first book that I've read, like bio that I've read, where she was still alive. It was an old book. She was still alive when I was reading it. 
So I don't know if that was a good thing wow. or a bad thing. Like I think more dirt came out because like the guy wasn't pulling his his punches. Uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, and also, <laughs> we talked about movies. I tried to watch. There was a movie that came out in 2012 called Liz and Dick, starring um, uh, what's her name, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, Lindsay Lohan uh, played Elizabeth mm. Taylor, and the guy from Defiance was her lover, Richard Burton. Oh, what's his name? Grant Bowler? Yeah, I got about 20 minutes in, and I turned it off. It's Good for you. Fucking terrible. Nice. <laughs> I mean, wh what are you saying? That Lindsay Lohan isn't an excellent actor? You mean she wasn't delivering the performance you were asking for, Travis? Or perhaps had built up in your mind because every time I go into a Lindsay Lohan venture I am <laughs> expecting nothing but the finest quality of entertainment I guess you can call it that but yeah I'm ready for yeah. it so you're saying she wasn't doing that to be clear no okay yeah. that's a shame if you want to torture yourself watch Liz and Dick it's terrible but let's jump into it so that's later tonight yeah go for it I paid five dollars and it was a waste of five dollars wow <laughs> um Damn. So Our podcast is free. Elizabeth Rosemond Taylor was born February 27th, 1932 in London, England. Uh-huh. And you're like, "Oh, I thought she was all American." Well, she Fucking was. Cuz uh she was born to Kansas born and bred Sarah and Francis Taylor. America. Kansas. Yeah. America. Now, no, it's, it's not just America, it's Kansas America. That's as, yeah. that's as hard of America as you get. They brush with corn spuds. Corn spuds? That's not there. a thing. You're not missing much. It's flat. <laughs> the weather's weird. Oh, Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that what Kansas looks tornadoes like? Tornadoes and shit. <laughs> you know, I don't fuck with tornadoes. That shit is scary. Yeah, that tornadoes fuck with you. Elizabeth was a hairy baby. She was covered in long black hair. Hot. On her ears, on her face, on her Hot. back. She popped out like a wet monkey. Nice. Wait. Did she play Dunstan and Dunstan checks in? Yeah, she actually just sh shot out of the vagina onto the set. And wow. the camera just followed her. And yeah. just like, as her body really? flailed around, they did the movie. Her hairiness was something that she combated her entire life. Uh, but secretly, it contributed to one of the most, one of her most gorgeous attributes. Um, she was so hairy that she had a genetic mutation. Yeah. In that she had two sets of eyelashes. Freaky. Ah. So while most chicks put on mascara to like make their, you know, lashes long and dark, she didn't have to do that shit because like she have she's to. got two of them. Mutant. Wow. Yeah. Lucky. Uh, <laughs> but that was like her big draw. Besides the other draw that you just could look down a little more and see the things, but the big yeah, draw okay. was the violet eyes. You know, camera picks up. Camera picks up two things: your eyeballs and how big your boobs are. Right. As a so. person who's an editor. So her father, Francis Taylor, was an art dealer and had a gallery on Bond Street in London. Um, her mother, Sarah, was a retired stage actress um, who had recently converted the family to Christian science. Gorgeous. Nice. Yes. Okay, cool. The Taylors did pretty well. They were well-to-do in London, probably because Francis was selling his art to the upper crust, which I, I actually learned something about the term upper crust. Do you know where that comes from? It confuses me, no. Um, so when you were a knight in England, like uh -huh. back in the day when they made the bread, they make fresh bread for you every morning, the knight would be served the top part of the bread, which was cooked the most. 
So he was the upper crust of the bread. Oh, that's weird. Because nowadays I think of pizza and it's just like, oh, you're the crust. Like you're the, that's the shitty part. People, <laughs> I, I see people eat an entire pizza and just throw the crust in the trash. So. I love the crust, unless it's stuffed. Nah, it's gotta be a good pizza to get the crust. I know what you mean though. Oh, you mean like Pasquale's pizza? Delicious. <laughs> Remarkable Domino's? chain. Elizabeth and her brother Howard attended a private school and picked up a strange British accent because, you know, they're being taught, oh. you know, by a British teacher, but their parents were from Kansas. Um, That's awkward. Behind every child star, there's a crazy mother that's trying to relive their failed dream through their child. Sure. Happens a lot. Happens with dads be like Johnny's gonna be the best football player. He's gonna touch so many footballs <laughs> down. Yeah, what's Johnny's last name? Sims. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be an actor. Yeah, <laughs> be an actor. <laughs> you uh, put this goddamn football. So was, right from the, right from the start, uh, Sarah had like you know started to uh, breed. Elizabeth for st- the starlight. She was like, you're going to be an actor or some shit. Oh, so great. Elizabeth enrolled in the Vacanti School of Dance for ballet. This very same school that Queen Elizabeth and Princess Margaret were enrolled in. Yay. Later, Sarah would say that her kid learned dance with the Queen of England. Uh, but in reality, the Queen and her sister did private lessons in Buckingham and never went to the dance studio. Uh, they were too upper crust, man. Yeah. They, they were just the sesame seeds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Elizabeth sucked at dancing. She was short, stout, and hairy. Not a ballerina type. You, you know, ballerinas, you need to eat like three leaves of iceberg and then throw up five minutes later. Elizabeth yeah. loved to eat. They're chunker. Oh, a little chunker eating bananas with her feet. Actually, her favorite food, and I didn't write this down, but... I'm pretty sure it was pepper steak, spinach, ice cream, and cheese together. (laughs) That's just a recipe for constipation. Yeah. A lot of flavors. Yeah. So all together, like in a like a fucking soup, like a stew? Yeah, Mike. Mike, don't you talk. You're the one that puts soup and salad together. Yeah. You know, because it's fucking uh, less dishes you gotta do. Yeah, so why wouldn't you put your ice cream in the same bowl that you ate your pepper steak in? She's smart, then. (laughs) Mike approves. Wrinkle brain. Mike approves. (laughs) (laughs) So her her parents, Sarah and Francis, were pretty much idiots. Uh, Sarah operated operated as Francis's beard, as Francis was a raging alcoholic and would go out and look for ass at the London's gay scenes. He'd be, he'd be out there. So, for people that don't know what a beard is, they're just going to think they're a raging alcoholic Brit. The way you phrased yeah, that. You did a terrible you, you job. You had to front of load the gay that. thing. I got to say gay thing and then alcoholic. All right. So, Francis's main squeeze was a man named Victor Cazalet, uh, who was a conservative member of parliament. And this guy was a piece of shit. Uh, he backed. Uh, Spanish dictator Francisco Franco, uh, who, you know, killed a lot of people in the Spanish Civil War. 
And he had this to say when he visited a Nazi concentration camp in 1937. So back in the heyday of not like post-war, like, you know, we saw George Bush go there and like, huh, them big ovens. (laughs) (laughs) This is like when Jews were there. He said, oh, they're not very interesting, quite well run, and no undue misery or discomfort. The prisoners seem quite content. Oh, now, did they take sore. him to the sandals? <laughs> I think I feel like they they took him to a sandals. Yeah, because the uh, I believe the employees of a sandals resort are referred to as prisoners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've got Elizabeth Taylor's dad banging a British fascist Nazi. Sure. Out of um, left field, but sure. Yeah, and Victor um, would kind of become at, like. Elizabeth's dad's like second dad figure, right? Oh. Like, so progressive. He was like, he was like stepping a, like in there uncle. and being like, "Yo, you, I'll buy you a new dress so you can look good on your ballerina, like a hairy monkey in the zoo." Now yeah, that's quite the like conundrum that. for the progressive thinking folk. It's like you have two dads, but one of them's a Nazi. Can you get behind <laughs> this? Ah, uh, ah, uh, my I, head. They're so progressive. They look great together. They should be in Cheerios commercials. But ah, he's a Nazi. Maybe we can cover that up a bit. Make it work out. Ah, it just seems right. You leave that detail out about the Nazi part. Yeah, yeah. it's easy. Well, so the Taylors <laughs> were true expats. Uh, they called all Americans heathens, and they referred to FDR as, in quotes, a piece of shit. They could have done better with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, um, but uh, their attitude changed very quickly when the aristocracy of London saw through their trashiness and shunned them out of their local like clubhouses, so, like the same places that Beau Brumel was hanging out at, like these uh, aristocracy clubhouses. Like you cannot come, you stupid Americans. Right. right. <laughs> so all yeah, of a, right. all of a sudden, Sarah started saying that Britain was a nation with an insidious class system. And when the Nazis started bombing London, the Taylors packed up their little art business and headed back to the United States. I mean, it makes sense because uh, uh. you don't want to get your art bombed. Smart. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, don't don't bomb my art. Unless you're Banksy and then you got to, like, bomb the world, bro. Bomb your art. Yo, Banksy just spray painting fucking Winston Churchill's big belly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be That'd be a cool series if we found out Banksy was also a time traveler. And he's like just doing shit on like Neolithic caveman walls. I like that I like that idea of like Winston Churchill waking up with a cigar in his mouth. Like <laughs> Oh, I forgot to lit this. That was a that was a good night's sleep that huh, I'm political art. No <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a rat on my belly? Someone skin Winston Churchill. We need to sell that. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone have the pelt of Winston Churchill? They, do you wear it like a hazmat suit? Yeah, that's how I stay dry. <laughs> Aboard the transatlantic liner Manhattan, seven-year-old Elizabeth Taylor became inspired by the movie Little Princess, starring Shirley Temple. Okay. She told her. Aww. She told her mom that she wanted to become an actress. And that was like music to Sarah's ears. She's like, oh, oh hell yeah, this is what I want you to Gasmed in front of her daughter. Yeah. Make some money. Uh, so the Taylors moved to Los Angeles. Oh. 
Uh, cool. After they arrived in New York, you know, they went across by train or whatever the fuck they did. And they were in Los Angeles, and Sarah had little Elizabeth auditioning for all the roles in the Hollywood town. Why not? Show up if you have a cute enough kid or stunt monkey, you might get a job. Ah, oh, stunt monkey. That's a cool band name. <laughs> Elizabeth did some screen tests. And, you know, back then, when you're a child actor, you're just like, I don't know, can they sing? Can they dance? Uh, what do yeah, they do? back then you had to be able to do everything. Like today, yeah. you're able to just be like, oh, I'm an actor. But back then you had to be an all-around entertainer. Well, yeah, if you're a child Triple star threat. today, they're like, how does that kid look in a suit? Right. Cool. How many we- followers does it have? Yeah. <laughs> does it have? <laughs> but back then you got to do tap dance, you got to sing, you got to laugh, you got to boop, 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 boop. I mean, you saw that with Alfalfa, right? He was like singing in, in, in Times Square or some shit. Cabaret. He was so bad at the singing part that they made a gimmick out of that because they always ask the kids to sing. They want to make sure they can sing. So Alfalfa's like, yeah. sure, I can sing. What were those songs he said? He used to sing Figaro. Figaro! Right. And uh, they were yeah. like, well, this kid Good. fucking sucks. Let's laugh at him. Yeah. Yeah. So Elizabeth couldn't sing as well. She had a, th- a shrill, out of tune voice uh, that she couldn't act either. She pretty much couldn't do anything. She just stand there, a hairy monkey. <laughs> um, and one casting director at Universal Studios said, "Literally, this: the kid's got nothing except for her eyes, but they look too old. It's not meant for a kid's face." <laughs> Wow, that's so. That's just that is literally nothing. She's got like Buscemi's. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine if someone's like the only redeeming quality about you is your sense of humor, but that also sucks. So it's just like then you don't have any redeeming qualities. Why did you get my spirits up to crash it, Mister Hollywood producer? <laughs> right. Yeah. I actually have a uh, a second cousin. He's uh, I think he's seven now, and he's kind of got that face. Like he always looked like an adult, cute as could be. This kid. He's right. He walks in the room, and everyone's like, yeah, you. I'm not using names, but it's like, yeah, you. you that's the guy. He's fun. <laughs> yeah, you. He just looks like a little adult. Yeah. But yeah, he walks in the room. It's just like, it's oh, did kid. you forget your briefcase, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's so well-dressed. That's what it is. Yeah, he's got the quaffed and parted hair with the tweed jacket. Yeah. yeah, he's a little gentleman. I was wearing like a Dragon Ball Z t-shirt. Like a Pokemon t-shirt. <laughs> like, stained shorts. That's what yeah. kids need to wear. I'm saying, get them kids out of that three-piece suit. Put them in some stained clothes hand-me-downs. Teach yeah. them humility. Yeah. I used to wear Tom's hand-me-downs as a kid. What was your favorite one? He just gave me all the coolest... Uh, he gave me some, like, band t-shirts. I couldn't read the... Yeah. Read the logo. That's how it. you know it comes it had, from like, Tom. chick on it, though. It was tight. It had, like, a green naked chick on it. And I remember my teachers hated it. My school. Hmm. Why? Was it was cool though. I don't remember. Well, I'm glad that your teachers hated it. <laughs> then I was able to get two rounds of teachers out of that shirt. <laughs> there you go. So even though she couldn't do anything, her mother Sarah was relentless. She pushed and pushed at the studios. She'd nag casting directors. And finally it paid off. In nineteen forty one, Elizabeth landed a six month contract for a hundred dollars a week at Universal. Hey, that's oh, cool. That's all right. Yeah, I guess her first twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, math. Okay. A lot of money. I'll take that math. Yeah, back then. What year is it now? Forty one. Forty one. Yeah, that's not bad. About double. Yeah. So uh, her first role was none other than a movie with Carl Winsler. 
Alfalfa. Oh, Carl I thought you were going to say Carl Winslow. Switzer. Yeah. Switzer. Yeah, Carl Winslow. <laughs> Carl yeah. Winslow. Ageless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Alfalfa. It was Alfalfa's movie. Uh, there's one more. Uh, sorry, there's one born every minute. And this was a picture that was meant to bring Carl out of child star realm and into, like, regular actor but things didn't pan adult, out adult yeah yeah well we we know if you listen to the child star one you'll realize that he just turned into a dirty dog man <laughs> yeah so, i love that that tickled me pink when i first found that out <laughs> <laughs> he, he was dirty so elizabeth taylor was in that i don't know exactly what role she was but she was in alfalfa's breakout movie that turned into a dog person <laughs> So after this movie, uh, Universal ca- canceled her contract on her 10th birthday. They're like, gosh, she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sucks. What a fucking West Coast move. I love that. Yeah. Oh, man. You've done a great job. Get fucked. <laughs> you know what the word fucked means? 10-year-old? <laughs> Get that. <laughs> <laughs> so then there was a brief window uh, where Elizabeth was actually a normal child. She made friends, you know, in the neighborhood, you know, because I feel like when you're a child star, you just don't live a normal life. You're just uh, basically a, a little thing that makes money for your parents. Wait, yeah. do you mean to tell me that my favorite Disney stars were not kids I could relate to? <laughs> yeah, that's so Raven. More like, who's Raven? What are you doing with my life? Get gacked. <laughs> I like when Raven, uh, a few years ago, went public and saying she doesn't identify as a black person. That was very funny to me. Did she see that? I don't yeah. either. <laughs> well, she is a black person. So oh, that's the uh, issue. Oh. Uh, she tried to say <laughs> she was American. It's an issue that she's black, Tom? No, it's no issue. I just think it's funny that like she went out of her way to say something like that because no one gives a fuck about her. And the first thing she says yeah. when she uh, gets a little spotlight on Ellen is like, uh, hey, guys, I'm not black. I'm an American. <laughs> everyone's like, well, you're dumb. You're an attention whore. Yeah, and everyone's I can just like, see Ellen everyone's saying like, that directly. Everyone's like, you're so raven. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and like 30. So raven. <laughs> and Ellen threw in a broom closet afterwards and beat her up and... <laughs> Well, so anyway, she lived a normal shit. life. She was actually a big Bobby Soxer. Love that jello-eyed Sinatra, oh, swooning yeah. and crooning. What the fuck, Bobby Soxer? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, that yeah. was a whole movement of uh, Sinatra fans. Sounds dirty. Yeah, it is dirty. Well, it was one of those like we're selling sex without selling sex thing. Girls wearing shorter dresses, almost over their knees. At this point, very scandalous. But they got I socks on. My lord. Yeah. Uh, so all these friends in this normal night life, she dropped like hot rocks the second she got famous. And this is how she got famous. <laughs> all right. So. Segways. Eventually, ta- the Taylor family gained more and more clout in L.A. Uh, and they would gain connections here and there. You know, uh, Francis is still dealing art that all these, like, famous people want to buy. Okay. Um, and Elizabeth got another role in the movie Lassie Comes Home. Which was one of the last wow. movies. Oh, cool! Yeah. How many how many lassies do you think there were? Because you know that dog has a max like shelf life in Hollywood of like eighteen days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean they're I mean? feeding it like petroleum and shit. 
cigarette <laughs> ash. Cigarette buds. Keep it going. Yeah, they're trying to... Yep. New dog, please. <laughs> so apparently during the shoot, Sarah would stand behind the camera and make hand signals to Elizabeth on how to act. So essentially, oh. the dog play the dog Lassie played a better actor than Elizabeth did. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. the dog's not taking coaching. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's pretty bad. So from Lassie, Sarah did the. Sorry, hold on. So from Lassie, Sarah did the typical child actor thing and made Elizabeth do tons and tons of commercials, uh, commercials for Lux soap. Whitman Sampler Chocolates. You've seen those ones, I think. Woodberry Cream. <laughs> what is that? I don't I know what Woodberry one. Cream is. These are all like 40s, I don't know, staples. Asbestos. Yeah. They all had asbestos. You need that Woodberry them. Cream. <laughs> it's all <laughs> John Sins. She also landed a part in a movie called Jane Eyre, uh, starring alongside Orson Welles. And Orson attended her 15th birthday party and had one of the creepiest things to say about Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> he was a creep. Unlike, yeah. and this is what he said, unlike other figures in Hollywood, um, I have never found myself attracted to young girls. I consider them off limits. But Elizabeth Taylor is something that <laughs> transcends age. I lusted for that girl and felt for the first time in my life that I'm a dirty old man. Oh, yeah. oh, God! <laughs> I just like—he's like I just like the phrase was used. Young girls are off limits, comma, but <laughs> it, nothing good happens after that fucking comma and but. Right? Oh, God, yeah. it. I mean, a more lighthearted version of that would be like, "I'm not gay. I never have uh -huh. been gay. I don't associate that. Huh. But when I sure. when I see Johnny sins." Oh. oh, the American hero. Yeah, so it's like, pay. dude, I don't like yeah. young women, but like, guess what? I pork her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am 45. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How could you say something so controversial? That's <laughs> yeah. so brave. So MGM acquired the rights to Elizabeth's favorite book at the time, a book called National Velvet. Uh, this was one of those teen trash novels uh, we're yeah. young, and it's about a young girl who wants to become a jockey, horse jockey. Okay. So, oh, cool. I don't know. I guess it was like the twilight of the time or whatever. Is there something that stops yeah. young women from being jockeys? They're Huge 15-year-old boobs. <laughs> yeah. They have no chest. Well, there you go. So this is, yeah, I mean, like, this is the 1940s, and being a jockey apparently was just as cool as being a werewolf or a wizard. Or a bowler. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Skater. Uh, so Ooh. this movie was going to be a box office hit. And it was going to be a big one. And Elizabeth was determined to get the leading role. So she walked into the audition and said to the casting director, You need not look any longer. I will play Elizabeth. Or I will oh. play Velvet. <laughs> Presumptuous. Uh, yeah. Wow. Did so they give it to her? do that, though. It's a bold statement. <laughs> so much Johnny Sims. What the fuck? Uh. <laughs> I was going to see who broke first and reacted to the to the fucking torrent of Johnny Sims in our goddamn Skype chat, but whatever. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he would make a good live action One Punch Man. <laughs> the only person <laughs> I can think of. 
I gotta stop uh, now. I'm now. <laughs> I'm tapping out. <laughs> <laughs> so where she walks in, she's like, "I will play Velvet," and the uh-huh. casting director Lucille Carroll was like, "Look, you're 11 <laughs> years old. Character Velvet is an adolescent teen, and she's developing. You got no boobs. So sorry." You got no boobs. <laughs> so, what? She just revenge grows boobs so, or something? So, Elizabeth told you, Lucille, don't worry, I'll have breasts. And she stormed out of the office. Wow. So she found a genie or something. Well, her genie was a woman named Elizabeth Whitney, who was an L.A. socialite. That's all I could find out about her. So it was just a waste of space person. Fucking genie. (laughs) Um, They probably met through uh, some of the parents' soirees they would hold. And Whitney's like, you want boobs? Uh, We're going to grow you boobs. And then she put her on a boob regiment. What? That exists? Complete with fast-grow creams, uh, a a huge serving of country breakfasts every morning, and a book that was dedicated towards chest-developing exercises. And I don't know the details of this book, but it involved a rolling pin. Huh. Well, <laughs> my imagination geez. is everywhere. Ah! Rolling pin them boobs out. It was, it was probably more like <laughs> holding a rolling pin between your boobs for as long as you can throughout the day. Well, I mean, I'm asking... I'm try that later. I, I, I gotta ask for a friend. Um, does it work on penises? <laughs> yeah, it's 4 p.m. Time for your dick flattening. Yeah, you gotta roll it out. So she returned back to the train. She returned back to the casting director 90 days later after undergoing this like Dragon Ball what? Z training. Holy shit! And she started off with a training bra and came back with a B cup. And she's like, "Now I'm velvet." And Look, developing. The- yeah, and the casting director was like, "Yeah, sure, you're velvet brown. Yeah, you're in. You're in." <laughs> All right, so how you get into movies? You gotta get tits. Yep. <laughs> well, th- think about what's going through that casting director's head. If I don't give this kid this role, she was able to make boobs yeah. out of nothing. Imagine what she could do to me if I don't give her this role. <laughs> she's gonna push me off a fucking cliff. She's gonna turn or, me yeah. into a boob. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's some kind of boob wizard. Like I'm gonna wake up tomorrow with like 19 boobs, and it'll be awkward. <laughs> That's talent. Uh, for their own preservation, I think that was a good move. Yeah, yeah. the role. Lucille, Lucille Carroll, you did the right thing. You had a family. You had kids. You didn't want to lose them. You don't want to be a boob. You don't want your kids to have boobs on their face? <laughs> Weird. How'd they go to school? I had boobs. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't describe them to us again. No. Pancakes, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Elizabeth is doing this movie called National Velvet with Mickey Rooney. Uh, oh, okay. I think he's. I think he plays the jockey. Uh, to be honest, I didn't watch this movie. It's stupid. <laughs> uh, right, fair enough. So again, it's about a girl who wants to become a jockey, and so Elizabeth took some horseback riding classes w- before the movie began shooting. Uh huh. Um, and again, Elizabeth sucked at horseback riding, and the uh, producers right. of the movie were like, "All right, we gotta get double because she can't do anything." this horse it's like bucking oh, her no. off the horse like, i don't know how you're bad at riding a horse really you just sit on it and like hit it with your feet. <laughs> probably hurts your ass though i've done it it's, it's not hard <laughs> i mean i i there you go i haven't i've been on a donkey once but i've never been on a that's, horse that's somehow more impressive yeah but i've never been on a donkey mm. or a camel 
Camels can spit, yeah. and that's sick. Oh, I've never been on an animal. Never? You've never ridden your dog around the house? I had a Jack Russell Terrier, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You ever like do it like a skateboard? Yeah. I got humped by a dolphin once. That was so the animal was on a, you. Yeah, yeah. Very aggressive. It must feel like what uh, the actress feels like when Johnny sins uh, jumps up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Elizabeth uh, didn't do any horseback riding in any of the scenes. I mean, she might have done a scene where she's like sitting on the horse, but like anytime the horse was moving, they called in a male jockey that was just dressed in a dress and had a wig on. What oh. a fucking call. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Like, uh, we need you to cross-dress and ride horses all day. And the guy's like, but do I get paid for it? It's like, of course. It's union. He's like, hell yes. <laughs> what do I get paid? Uh, you get paid a bottle of liquor. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So act there, like a girl. There's a scene where the horse is doing the steeplechase, you know, where it jumps over the fences. And, yeah. Is uh, that what that's called? What? Is that what that's called? Yeah, I, I have I no so. idea. I'm not, I don't know anything about horses. Yeah, it's called a steeplechase. Okay. And so the jockey fell off the horse and ate shit. Like, fucked him, fucked him up real bad. And, oh, like, we have eyewitnesses that saw this jockey fall off the horse and fuck himself up. Was it Christopher Reeves? I mean, I think he was able to ride again, but he, like, had back issues and shit. But anyway, Elizabeth claimed that she was on the horse. And she was the one that ate shit and broke her back. Now, Ugh. maybe not immediately. Like, oh, look, that was me. Like, while she's sitting there eating like a Twinkie. Yeah. She made this whole fictional horse accident, and it became her excuse um, for her to be loaded up on all different types of pres- prescription painkillers oh, throughout her entire go. life. Um, oh. So every time someone's like, I don't Smart. know, you might need to chill on those perks, Elizabeth. She's like, oh, but in National Velvet, when I was like uh, 15 years old, uh, I fell. <laughs> but yeah. she was 11. No, she's 15 now. Now she's 15? Oh, wait, is she 11? I don't know. I don't know. You said she was 11 before. Oh, yeah, she's she 11. 11 yeah, old. I was talking about when she was 15 with Orson Welles. Right, and so now you have this jockey laying down the floor pointing at this little girl going, See what you've done? You could have learned to ride instead of growing breasts. <laughs> Priorities, bitch. Yeah, right? That's selfish. So, yeah, uh, throughout Elizabeth's life, she became a huge junkie um, in terms of prescription pills. She guzzled, and also she became an alcoholic. She was guzzling back champagne and vodka. Those were her things of choice. Ooh. But everything comes back to the National Velvet, which... When we have actual witnesses that were like, she wasn't on that horse. Like, she didn't fall. Um, Now, another thing about Elizabeth Taylor was that she was a hypochondriac. So she, that was another way she could get prescriptions. Um, She was like, I feel sick. I'm a famous, so give me drugs. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, So I did notice on Wikipedia it mentioned that she had sclerosis of the back. Uh, but I haven't, I wasn't able to f- find that out for real. Like, I don't know if that's real or if that's something she just said, you know, like she did have back okay. problems cause she had big ass titties, but like titties, yeah, you titties. know, don't forget the titties. Yeah. Uh, I heard they're heavy. Yeah. It's heavy boobies. So, uh, national velvet became a big success and Elizabeth Taylor becomes MGM star girl. 
And all of a sudden, she had fan clubs and leading roles and a never-ending shoot schedule. Wow. Now, if you were a contracted star with MGM, and I think this still kind of happens today, you were given a, you were, went to school at a special school that was on the studio, right? So, like, the studio had a lot, and it was like, all right, all your child stars, you're just going to learn here for your education. Yeah, because they yeah. wanted to be able to have them on set. Yeah. Um, so she never really kind of got educated. There was a lot of people that were like, she was kind of just an airhead her entire life, you know? It was like, mm -hmm. I'm sure MGM wasn't giving, you know, hiring the best teachers. I don't see a lot of child stars exactly developing their minds fully. Maybe they are creative or something like that, but overall, like, I could see them being pretty poorly rounded. Yeah, and Taylor d developed this childhood sense of romance, something that she never grew out of. You know, like one of those skitty little schoolgirls. She wanted to fall in love and get married. And getting married became, like, her most important thing in life. What a bad character motivation, even though it's a, a real living human being. So you shouldn't define yourself with, like, shit like that. Yeah. Like, like the dude equivalent would be like, I want to be as strong as Goku. I want to have sex with as many girls on camera as possible. Yeah. Wow. They're just like John. Like who? <laughs> yeah, like our pal John. Uh, 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 yeah, John, John. Yeah. John. So just a uh, little spoiler here. Elizabeth Taylor was married eight times to seven men. Uh, that? Ooh, that's that? sheesh. It's a, it's a hat trick and a third. Yeah. Or two hat tricks. Was it them thing. divorcing her or her divorce? Uh, it's a mix. Bad. Mix. Yeah. Did, yeah. did they always get is. any of her money? I think she always kind of came out on top. Because I had fuck. a feeling. Because uh, they, she, she looked for men, and we'll get into this. She looked for men that uh, spoiled her with jewelry. Expensive, uh, expensive jewelry. Sugar Ooh, daddies. Shiny rocks. Even though she was probably making, with most of them, she was making more, if not the same, you know, same or if not more, the more amount of money. Uh-huh. Um, so now she's in the spotlight of the paparazzi, and they're, you know, all the gossip rags are like, oh, teenage flings, what is she doing? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, one very particularly creepy proposal um, in terms of uh, asking for the marriage came from the crazy rich Elon Musk of the 1940s, Howard Hughes. Oh. Um, so we have to go into him someday, but Howard, who was in his 40s, offered Elizabeth's parents $1 million to marry their 16-year-old. <laughs> it's like, Ooh, I will give you a million dollars if I can fuck it and put a ring in it. Oh, in goodness. it? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, why is, it, why is the ring going inside the beard? I don't know. It's how it's used. Oh, well, no. Marriage is weird, Cody. Terrible. Terrible. So Elizabeth's first love was to one of her co-stars, an older gentleman named Montgomery Cliff. Uh, it's always good. Yeah, Montgomery. It's always always yeah, good. Yeah, Montgomery was about 10 years older than her. And Elizabeth got hit hard with the love bug. He'd start, she'd start writing him love letters. And obviously she'd like leak she'd uh. leak them to the press to be like, I love this man. I want oh, to that's marry the worst. him. That's the worst. Uh, how how old is Elizabeth Taylor right now? She's about sixteen. She's about sixteen. So Montgomery Great. is um twenty six. He is the he looks twenty six, but 
Montgomery is one of those names where you're born at 23 or so because <laughs> yeah. you don't have a yeah. childhood. You just kind of like wait there in the closet, and then when you're old enough, they let you out. Yeah. Montgomery. That's they check, they, they check how much name. sideburns you have, and then they let you out when you're sufficient. Yes. So Elizabeth actually proposed to him, something yeah, that didn't, ha- didn't happen back then. She proposed to him, and then Monty had to level with her and was like, uh, Liz, I'm gay. <laughs> don't don't, uh, don't need that. It's the only kind of acceptable gay joke today. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the things that was a reoccurring theme with Liz, is that she used to chase after gay men. Or maybe bisexual. Like, I feel like most of them were gay and would just sleep with Elizabeth Taylor because it was Elizabeth Taylor. So in terms of well, she, Monty... She, she had those manly arms. Yeah. She had those fucking hairy arms that, she could gr- yeah. that they could grab onto. In terms of Monty, they oh, became lifelong friends, and eventually they tried to bone one time, and uh, Monty said that he couldn't rise to the occasion. wonder what that means. Damn. Damn. Mm-mm. I mean, we should have had yeah. a Red Bull. But uh, <laughs> I drink monsters. I know I'm a monster boy now too. Weird. Short in beast mode then. Sorry, take it back. Tom's drinking a random jar. I just drink yeah. jars of old sauce. <laughs> Looks like a piss make... jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, jar guys. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you need Bye. to drink more water. Mm-hmm. If that's your piss. I'm drinking tap water. I feel great. So with Liz <laughs> shot South Shore tap. <laughs> With Liz shot down, Monty Monty was like, all right, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to let you in on a secret. You want to relax on set? You should drink whiskey and take Benny's. Uh, okay. Yeah, Ooh. Benny's. Now, Benny's are, it's Ben's Drenafine or something. It's just what the Beach Ben's Boys used to sing about when they're popping Benny's going down the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's an upper. It's a fucking Yeah, it's, it's Ben's speed. Ben's a dream. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! It's really a Beach Boys song like that. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> Pop Good stuff, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every Beach Boys song <laughs> is about an irresponsible activity. <laughs> like fun, 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 till their daddy takes a T-bird away. Like you know how fucked up you have to be to get a T-bird and then get it taken away by your dad. How many civilians you have to run over? How, <laughs> how often you have to come home drunk and call your dad a fat pig? <laughs> <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Shit. Didn't, didn't really think about it like that. So, you never think. God damn. Rude. So eventually, Elizabeth met the second in line to the Hilton Empire. Uh, a boy wow. named Nikki Hilton. Um, That's just all kinds of confusing. Yeah, so Nikki, um, like most of the Hilton family, was a completely spoiled waste of space. Um. Nice. He, and him being nice. overshadowed by his older brother, and then Nikki just did whatever he wanted off the family dollar. I mean, he wasn't going to get the Hilton business, so he's like, fuck it. Uh, like, I can just do whatever I want. I don't even know. I don't even need to learn how to read. Because, like, why should I know how to yeah. read? Pro move. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck that so shit. So Nikki was illiterate. Just like some illiterate rich kid. How dumb do those parents have to be to, like, tell tell him? When a kid would be learning how to read, like, all right, kid, you're going to go to school today. You're going to have a private tutor come over. You're going to learn how to read. Also, keep in mind that you're going to get none of the family property because your brother is getting it. All right. Have fun today, kiddo. <laughs> like, how does he have the information where he's opting out of reading? Like, 
Who knew when you're reading, what do you know about your life? <laughs> right? <laughs> do you know that you're inheriting a billion dollar corporation or not? <laughs> do you need to know that? <laughs> so Elizabeth and Nikki only met a few times, and then Nikki proposed. He popped the question. Uh, this was Sick. this was possibly due to some pressure from his old man, even though uh, the Hiltons did not approve of him marrying an actress. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, marry this actress, even though we disapprove. Yeah, yeah. You fucking waste of space. Why would you marry this waste of space? Yeah. The thi- Do it yeah, already. Right. Uh, the thing was, was that because Elizabeth had only met Nikki a few times, she had no clue that he was actually a functioning heroin addict and also a violent yeah. drunk. <laughs> uh oh. God, this is, this is just the best of Hollywood right now. Yeah. But the thing she did know was that he had a big dick. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Nick. Well, it's all, for, yeah, Nick, all forgiven now. Nick, in quotes, uh, had absolutely the largest penis, wider than a beer can, and much longer. To make love to him was akin <laughs> to fornicating with a horse. <laughs> oh my god. You know beer cans were bigger back in the day too, right? No, no, they were smaller. And just everyone relax. <laughs> just like Don't a V8 out. bottle, right? Your 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 dick is fine. They had very thin yeah, they're V8s at best. You're talking like Red Bull size? No, 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 thinner than that. It's not it's not eight point four ounces. We're talking about a five point five ounce can. Just chicken, just right. chicken. I don't know no. Fluid weight? Or whatever. Well, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about your penis. No, worry about your penis. Okay. Constantly. Well, I mean, if you wanted to get with Elizabeth, you better worry, because guess what? She's a size queen. One of them size queens. Yeah. She wants that horse. I'm just saying there's nothing wrong. There's nothing really wrong with that. I love big boobs. But, you know, sometimes uh, if the dude with a big dick, like the dude attached to that big dick is an illiterate, spoiled heroin addict, probably not the best person to marry. How dare you speak ill of Johnny Sins like that? <laughs> so Nick and Liz get married, and obviously it's a fair, it's a Hilton marriage, so it's very expensive and gaudy. Uh, yeah. She receives receives like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gifts, um, and Nikki spent the wedding night blackout drunk instead of sealing the deal with, at this point, the world's most gorgeous woman. He, Cool. He right. spent the night throwing up in the Fuck toilet. It. Good on him, man. He at least made it there. <laughs> so they went on honeymoon for a few months, because when you're rich, you go for, like, month-long honeymoons. Yeah, yeah. what's the hotel going to charge them? <laughs> Nothing, if they stay in a Hilton. <laughs> Good yeah. point. Um, so this became a living hell for Elizabeth, because she quickly found out about how violent and abusive her drunk husband was. Um, in fact, this happened on the boat ride over to Europe. Uh, Nikki had been, Nikki had been drinking and gambled away a uh, hundred thousand dollars on the ship's casino. Um, you know you what go. you do if you're that rich, as you do, as you do. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he came back to the room, the stateroom they were staying in, and he's like, "Where's my wife?" And sh- okay. she was in the shower at the time. So he walked over to the shower and punched her in the stomach and then walked over to the bed and just went to nice. bed. Oh, it's, it's nightcap. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, really yeah, teach her a lesson. <laughs> About doing what? About what, Mike? <laughs> About, About showering with the door unlocked? 
Yeah. About be careful who you marry. That's that's all I gotta say. <laughs> oh, be careful what be... you wish for, cause you're just oh, not get it drunk. Before you're like, oh my god, Travis, you're roasting a victim of abuse. This is an abusive relationship. Elizabeth uh, was also spoiled, violent, self-destructive, just as much as Nikki was. Um, and the rest of the honeymoon was kind of the two of them getting wasted, puking in the many fountains of Europe, and avoiding each other. Hot. That sounds awesome. Go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki spent his time drinking and gambling away hundreds of thousands of dollars, while Elizabeth matched his spending prices in Italian and Parisian shops. Okay. During That's what you do. During their honeymoon, Elizabeth needed to escape Nikki, uh, so she jumped onto the set of an MGM uh, of an MGM movie that they were shooting in Italy called Quo Vadis. Um, okay, I'm pretty sure that we all remember that Whoa. one. Yeah, great. It's a banger, yeah. real banger, <laughs> classic. classic. Uh, Whoa, Vadis! Yeah, it's another horse movie. Ah, <laughs> it's coming back to me now. I, Elizabeth Taylor, falling off my horse. Please find me some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so she went up to the yeah, I like that one. Yeah, part she went up to the director. She's like, "I need, give me a minor part just to get me on set for a few days and get away from my husband." Wow! And the director was like, "All right, I'm going to give you the role as this Christian martyr because it was like a you know a period piece from the Roman." What past. the fuck? Well, g- give me a minor role, martyr. Yeah, like how's that work? So this role was originally going to be played by British actress Claire Davids. And Davids, who was pregnant at the time, begged Elizabeth to let her keep the role. Um, because if she didn't have the role, she wouldn't qualify for health insurance. And this role was nothing for Elizabeth. Uh, and Elizabeth was like, wow. oh, you're overreacting. I'm sure the director will fit you in somewhere else. And uh, no, nah, she just had to pay a million dollars to have a baby. <clears throat> oh, awesome. Well, that's very yeah. sad. Yeah. Good job, Elizabeth. Very selfish. She could have just told her stupid husband that she had the role and then just hung out on set. Yeah, right? But yeah. also, yeah, what does she understudy think? it. Yeah. So Nothing. after the 12-week honeymoon, they essentially separated when they got back to the States. Elizabeth headed to nice. New York and hung out with Monty Cliff. And she was actually staying in the Hilton Hotel. But when the family found out, the hotel handed her a bill for $2,500. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, her and That's Monty cool. trashed the place and left. I, why would they stay there? That's very dumb. Yeah, right. She seems like a very dumb person. <laughs> yeah, with big boobs. Yeah. So about a year after this whole shit went down, she met British film star Michael Wilding. It's Wild Boy. Cool. It's like oh, Wilding. <laughs> Yeah, he, he speaks in webdings. <laughs> yeah. uh. So, <laughs> in the in less than a year, the two of them got engaged and were married in 1952. So, where are we at now? Husband number Husband two. Husband number two. All right, Electric Boogaloo. So, Michael wanted a wife that would give him children and and head and head. Yeah, <laughs> important. More important. Head. Don't forget it. Uh, Elizabeth at this point wanted to get out of the film industry, uh, or so she said. In reality, she fed off of the stardom. Oh, no. So it's always like that. What comes to mind to me is Jay-Z. 
He's always retiring from rap and then uh, g- uh, g- making a debut back. I mean, Slayer's been doing that yeah. for the last 20 years. They retire every other year and then go on a farewell tour. And then a reunion tour. Gary King yep. needs more money for his Jack Daniels. The Jack Daniels reunion tour. You know, he's got a <laughs> lot of black ink on him that costs money. Many <laughs> tribal tattoos on that man's head. Yes. I didn't even know you could fit so many tra- tribal tattoos on a man's head. Oh, I saw yeah, Kerry yeah. King's head. It's almost as wide as uh, Johnny. Was... Yeah. yeah. Very bald. Which of Johnny's heads? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So he's like, I want to have a wife that's going to give me kids. And Michael got what he wanted, and Elizabeth popped out two children for him. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So now, Good job, Elizabeth. So now Elizabeth is a mom, and she got all that she claimed she wanted. She's going to be a housewife. I mean, this is 50s. Yay. This is like, that's the pinnacle of your career if you're a woman. Yeah, you're doing a great job. <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah. If you are alive after the fifties and a woman just fucking just trot into the nearest like body of water. Hold you're on done. to what's true. Hold yeah. on to what's true. Stay in the house. Don't leave the house. Fold the laundry. Keep it going. Get some Folgers. This is called a microwave. Get some of that sunbeam so the kids can have bologna sandwiches. Oscar Myers. Keep the mustard flowing. That's your job. Ooh. So- so, uh, I mean, but she was a working woman. She her, she never stopped doing her movies uh, nonstop. During this time, she actually starred or co-starred in the movie Bo Brummel, which we roasted. Oh, holy fuck. Yeah. Wow, a lot of callbacks in this on? one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, lots of cameos in this one. So um, we're covering history. God damn it. Yeah, I hate this. Uh, also, what didn't stop besides her starring in movies was her drinking, entitlement, and drugs. Um, I mean, why would it? At this point, she pretty much just dumped her two children on Michael. Michael became the maid, pretty much. <laughs> Michael maid. Okay. You mean the butler? Yeah. She's progressive, man. Remember, she had that dad. She had that other dad. Nazi guy. <laughs> Nazi dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's yeah, normal. Great sitcom. So title. another thing that Elizabeth loved was animals. She maybe more than her kids. She Aww. loved animals. She had dozens of dogs, cats, uh, wild Ooh. ducks that would walk around the house. Even a few big cats. She had some chimps. At one point, she had a cheetah. Oh, a cat lady. Yeah. Well, you said chimps like you thought it was a big cat. Yeah, the big cat. Is a chimp. It, 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 you said big cats, chimps, and a cheetah. Yeah. So, Dude, yeah. a, a chimp is a big cat. It's a big cat that has human head. Travis. Your words are the underturned spatula that keeps me from opening the door or the drawer for like critical thought. Don't worry about it, dude. I'll be here until the end of time. Some iteration. Reassuring yet horrifying. <laughs> uh, none of these animals, uh, mind you, were house trained. I mean, I couldn't see Elizabeth Taylor walking her dogs, and Michael was too busy dealing with the kids or whatever the hell Liz demanded him to do. So their Beverly Hills mansion was perpetually filled with dog shit, empty liquor bottles, and empty prescription bottles. And in some cases, puke from where Liz just felt ill and would just throw up in the corner. The cat will get that (laughs) later. So how old is she now? She's in her 20s now. I feel like that's uh, the telltale sign of a uh, Xbox user. (laughs) Yeah. 
Someone that has a, is in Phase Crew Which and generation? drinks a lot of Monster. Uh, no, no, it sounds like a PlayStation person to me. Oh, no, here's no. the Rift. No, no Mike, no. I think that's an Xbox kind of thing. No, fuck that. Well, I trans over to PC, so I guess maybe. Either way, I'm playing an Xbox on an Insigna in that house. <laughs> so people were often shocked by the smell of her Beverly Hills mansion and the fact that her children were crawling around in actual shit. Oh, <laughs> really? She's that bad? Oh, the life. Yeah, imagine the MTV Cribs episode and a toddler just coated in like goat fecal matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, this is my son. Uh, Curtis? <laughs> I don't remember. Fluffy. Uh, what's up, NEV? <laughs> and in here's where the magic happens. <laughs> it's a bathroom that I throw up <laughs> every day. Please Get leave immediately. So the kitchen. Don't touch the grandfather clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's, she's got a walk-in medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh uh, the kitchen was also a nightmare, and Michael complained that uh, Michael complained about the roaches that fell out of the cabinet every time he got cereal out for the kids. Oh my goodness! Jeez. Yeah. Now, real quick sidetrack note here: the what is a roach to fuck? you boys? Uh, a roach, a cockroach, not what, a weed yeah, roach. Big suckers, I don't die. Yeah, look, cucaracha. Okay, because I've learned only recently. That what you think is a roach and what I think is a roach are totally different animals. So who's right? That's the I don't know. Part. We're both called roaches, but like the the bugs I'm thinking of, like don't die, get pissed off, and fly at you while hissing. That's a hissing cockroach. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's different just because of like my Asian ass background. <laughs> well, you got like you so got like, dragons that'll grant you wishes and shit. I mean, we don't have that. We're white people. We have we have leprechauns. <laughs> Drunk Irish people bread. that yeah. hide near rainbows. Yeah, you can't find them all. Yeah, our roaches are just uh, pieces well, yeah, of chocolate look, moving along the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're pretty innocuous, but like I got ones that'll like you'll cut off their fucking head and they'll still come at you. Like <laughs> really, they'll take Holy flight shit. and come at you. Yeah, Cody, I don't mean to be an asshole, but yeah? are you recording this from hell? A <laughs> little bit. It's hot out today. Fiftieth state right. hell. Okay. Wait, is it the fiftieth or was Alaska after you? No, we're 50. Right. Fucking cold and hot. The worst ones. <laughs> yeah, look at that. So lit You could be in Missouri. Yeah, where roaches actually yep. just... Or locusts fall out of the sky. Yeah, cicadas. Ooh. Those are fun. So also Ew. littering the floor were her countless too. designer clothes. Elizabeth uh, would usually wear something once and then dump it on the floor and forget about it. Her closet was always stockpiled with at least 200 dresses on deck, hundreds of shoes, and dozens of furs. And what shocked what shocked good. people is, you know, Elizabeth would go around to these animal charities and animal-loving yeah. thing, but she'd always walk around in furs. It's like, I, I was just love thinking this about fox, that. especially when it's on my head. Is it fake fur real. or real fur? She wore Mike. that real shit. Dude, they didn't have fake fur back then. There was no one who complained about shit the way we complain about shit now. There there was lots yeah. of people who who didn't like animal killing, but they weren't so privileged that they were able to go, all right, let's finish, figure out a way to make this synthetic so I can look like those people, but not be one of those people. I need to feel <laughs> good about myself. Yeah. 
So the highlight of her wardrobe was her jewelry. And throughout her many uh. marriages, she would acquire millions of dollars worth of jewelry, which we will go into mm. in the episode as we go along. Because I'm going to mention that shit. It's expensive. Is it foreshadowing if you say, I'm going to talk about yeah, this? Dog. So uh, Michael's kinda. there, always keeping Liz happy. But in reality, he's getting straight cucked. Uh, Liz had a thing for fucking the leading men of her movies that she was in. Um, mm. During the filming of sure. Giant, which was Dean Martin's last film. Did they fucks? Uh, well, first Liz started hooking up with Rock Hudson, who has a great name. <laughs> yeah. Um, the two of them got wasted together and would start fucking. And the thing was, was that Rock was pretty much a flaming homosexual. Um, oh, yeah. He actually had a wife that the studios, ma- the studio made him marry as like a front, like so, like a, well, like a contract mandatory beard. beard. <laughs> yeah, mercenary beard. But uh, yeah, he was one of the first guys to die of AIDS. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about that. Um, yeah. So um, the thing about it was like Lim- Liz could charm somehow these gay men, and also Rock had a huge dick. Which she was just fascinated with, and you know, wanted to see how far sensing well, a theme fit into her small body. It's not like one of those, you know, Japanese treats the pockies. <laughs> I'm talking about a a, 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 a one rolling and that Seven Eleven roller with the rest of them hot dogs. Oh, the taquito rollers. <laughs> oh yeah, the quarter pounder. Yeah, the quarter pounder taquito roller. Not this. Not these. Yeah. Uh, you know, potato strings. Not these thin little. Twizzlers. Yeah, Twizzlers. Look, I'm just saying if someone gives me a shoelace (laughs) fry, I'm pissed. I want a waffle fry. I know. I want steak fries, goddammit. Now, give me some Johnny Sins fries. (laughs) Oh, God. Can you eat the whole thing? Yeah, I don't know. My jaw will go that far down. Uh, Travis, now I know you'll be pissed off, but just to be clear, you will eat it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's true. You can't call a clam a clam without it being in the sand. That's what I say. I rest my case. <laughs> that case, tattooed on you somewhere? <laughs> we're all on the same side of this jury. All on the same, yeah. all on the same boat of difference. All right, so what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so as you mentioned, uh, Tom, uh, Rock and Liz. Oh, I was to say, Rock and Liz <laughs> remained friends, and as you mentioned, Rock would eventually die during the '80s AIDS epidemic, which would lead to Liz advocating towards AIDS awareness. Again, we're gonna go into that. It was also said that she might be hooking up with Dean Martin as well, who Dean was also definitely bisexual. I mean, you know, I think there's a picture of him sucking a dick somewhere online. Wow. I've seen, or no, maybe that was Marlon Brando that I saw. But anyway, Dean was a, (laughs) Dean was a, uh, a a bisexual. So I just like how our research as roast mortem includes seeing like famous people suck gay dick. Well, we need to, it's a research thing. We're not judging them. Yeah. Uh, It's just, Funny, uh, I just find it funny that they're like these cultural, like straight icons of the '50s, like the conservative Hollywood era, where they had all yeah. those um, those laws about uh, w- what could be said on in films and and shit like that. And then everyone else, everyone's just like, okay, you got to say certain things. And then they're all just sucking dicks. Yeah, I mean that was the time, and like all the ladies are like, let's gangbang. And speaking of gangbang, yeah. like yeah, well, I should be on a live. I back know, right? Then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was rumors that Dean Rock and Dean the Rock and Liz yeah, okay. were all you know having a little three way thing. But anyway, uh, 
news Sounds breaks bright. that Rock was having an affair, and Michael sees this in the paper. He's like, oh, hell no. I'm a little cuck boy. So he boards. <laughs> <laughs> so he boards an army transport uh, flying from L.A. to El Paso. They're shooting giant in Texas. He had no luggage, but he just was carrying two French poodles under each arm. <laughs> oh, what a what a cock! Oh, he's got to claim those at costumes. So, right? wait, where were the children? I don't know. The children, like the children, never came up in this story. Forget about those kids. <laughs> like, yeah, but he's he just got on an airplane. And he left him in a, a, a rat, rat and cockroach infested shit house with a couple. Poodles. He brings the poodles to get sympathy. <laughs> Elizabeth, how dare you do this to me? What do you think scrunches and bunches is going to think about this? <laughs> so, to be honest, he probably just grabbed the two nearest animals on his way out, <laughs> hoping they were his children. Yeah, they were he probably got into like to get the, some food. They're both yeah, they, they, shit. Yeah, he got to the airport shuttle and wiped them off of shit <laughs> and realized it wasn't his children. Like, God, I grabbed the poodles again. <laughs> so Michael shows up at the hotel that Rock and Liz are staying at with two poodles under each arm. And he's like, he goes up to the hotel reception. He's like, I am Michael Wilder. Wilding. I'm oh, sorry. I am Michael Wilding. And I'm <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor's husband. Name. And I would like to see her very much. Yeah, the reception is like, yeah. I don't know. They're having dinner in the dining hall. So he comes storming into the dining hall with two poodles. He's like, ah, where Dude. are you? Elizabeth, ah, Elizabeth, ah. And he doesn't see any of them, and he just like storms out of the building without a war- word. And <laughs> he must have looked like the most insane person to the, the diners in yeah. the area. Well, we've all been there, right? Where you're at a restaurant or something like that, and someone With who poodles looks like under really, our arms. No, not the poodles, but like that dad or someone who comes in a place and he just talks to the hostess and then like looks around and leaves, <laughs> and you have no idea what the fuck that guy was doing. Yeah. It's the only thing you can think about while yeah. you're eating your your grand slam. <laughs> it's like what is what was he? Trying to find. I don't know. That's happened to me probably five, six times where you're just sitting yeah, there and all geez. of a sudden someone makes a stink over there. They're yelling at the hostess and then disappears. I think that's what that U2 song is about. Like, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. He's like, well, and my wife, she's well, cheating on me. Two first place call vertigo. <laughs> Where's that damn waitress? <laughs> yeah, so Michael storms out of the hotel and... Somehow word got up to the room that uh, Rock and Liz were boning in. They like walk downstairs and like, oh, what happened? <laughs> uh, so Michael goes back to L.A. He gives the kids to the nanny who were, I guess, just walking around and shit and rolling around and shit for the meantime. God damn and it. He went on a bender where he hired a whole bunch of strippers to come over his shit covered house. And- See, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter how much money you have. <laughs> <laughs> You're a shitty person if you have shit all over your house. Yeah. <laughs> and the strippers judged yeah. him. They weren't the ones that's, being judged. Ooh, <laughs> I hope a stripper never judges me. Yeah, you're at the bottom of the barrel. And, Something and went wrong. They're lovely ladies, but their job is not to judge. So uh, <laughs> and when they judging, do, you're fucked. Michael and Liz are on their way out. And uh, Liz actually, after the shooting, went out and hang out with Montgomery Cliff, her, her gay best friends. And he's, she's like, I don't want to get a divorce because I got kids. But in quotes, she said, I'm yearning for a strong man to look after me. One that buys me lots of jewelry and will pay the bills. Wow. Fuck this bitch. Yeah. Well, that's what every woman's looking for. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's what I want to provide with for to a woman. Huh? 
Yeah. So, huh? so since moving to since yeah. moving to L.A., Michael had his career was kind of in the shitter. You know, Liz was really the breadwinner, and uh, most of that bread was going towards clothes and jewelry, not the rent or whatever. Because they're not buying a house. Though. She. She's and, still a fucking alky. At oh this yeah, point. she's on all the pills, lifelong, fucking drinking everything. All right. Um, so that's why Michael, uh, when Michael was approached to co-star in the film Zarek Khan, he jumped on it. Is that a porn? So uh, this movie was filmed in Morocco, and Liz accompanied him on the shoot. We're like, oh no, Vicky, let's hang out. But she's she's been cheating on him at this point. So yeah. Well, he, okay, she was cheating great. on him with Rock. I think once the movie ended, that whole thing stopped. I'm sure she was cheating on him with other people, but Liz and Michael head out to Morocco, and they're constantly fighting during the filming. And Liz at one point told Michael, stop treating me like your daughter and start treating me like your wife. Because uh, also, Michael was like 20 years older than Liz, by the way. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they had kids together, so that's very strange to have kids with your daughter. Yeah. It's weird that she thinks like that. So about midway through the shoot, Michael, after a long day of shooting, came home to the hotel to find his co-star, and this is, I think, one of the best names I have ever come across, Victor what Victor Mature. <laughs> no. Oh, I love Victor Mature. <laughs> so he comes home, and he sees Victor Mature balls deep in Liz on their bed. <laughs> Damn. Wow. You got cucked by someone more mature than you. <laughs> His co-star. Sheesh. So, uh, just because she was caught didn't stop the affair. Liz and Mature were pretty nice. much just openly fucking. And Liz, or sorry, and Michael met up with his friend at a bar to discuss what was going on. Because it was all Twice. over the tabloids and Mike. What's there to discuss? Michael had to explain it, so this is... Him talking to his friend, he said, Well, Elizabeth had an affair in Morocco with Victor Mature. Openly, you see. And everyone knew about it. I had to play a scene with him, and he mentioned nothing of it Ooh. to me. No apology. He could have at least said, Shit, I'm sorry it happened, <laughs> but not a word. <laughs> what is this? The cuck just feels like he gets an apology or something. That's not how he's supposed to cuck me. He's supposed to thank me for letting yes. me do, letting him do it and not calling the police. He didn't even tip his hat on the way out of my wife. I had to do a scene with him, and him. he didn't say anything to me. <laughs> that, the fuck? If I was betting this rude, guy's wife, I wouldn't say anything to him. Yeah, that, that rude alpha man. I would have fought that dude. I'd be like, what the hell? I'm going to fucking yeah, work Mike? with him. I'd fucking kick what, him and punch your, him right in the face. What's your opening move? A hook? Jab? I'd just punch him right in the face. Just punch him in There's the face. Lot, straight punch, dude. A lot of parts dude. to oh, the face. Straight, what you, you aiming you for? Eyes? Him. Well, either way, uh, that's a hilarious part of the complaint <laughs> to me. I deserve that's, an apology. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I saw yeah, you right, and you said was. nothing. I saw you twice, and you said something. I saw you thrice, and you said it to my wife. I saw you four times, and that time, you should have said something. I and wonder if we... Like, you I, took my bathrobe. Oh, that's that's bad. So I wonder uh, if, if, if there's like a fucking generational thing we're missing. Like, people back in the day are like reading this expose, and they're just like, oh, yeah, that guy should have apologized for uh, cucking <laughs> that one dude. Yeah. 
He should have said something to him when he saw him. Oh, sorry for it's fucking called, life. You think there's a Hallmark card It's called sharing, sir. Women do not he have brains. Even, you must ask. He didn't even thank me for using my underwear, which now have his stinky, stinky penis cream in them. <laughs> berry cream. So, and I didn't throw them out. They're very nice. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so Liz headed back to Cali before the rap of uh, Zara Khan, you know, the one he's filming this movie for. And yeah, uh, stupid film that no one knows about. Yeah, it was a great one. I loved it. Um, it was just as good as the Dragon Ball Z live action movie. Um, oh. Yeah, but one. she she had an opportunity to hang out with her high school dream boat, Frank Sinatra. Why is oh that so Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. Ooh. <laughs> I have nothing but respect for that man. Okay. Her and the Rat Pack partied together while Michael <laughs> was still wow. in Morocco. You know, I mean, the guys that like talked about their dicks to each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's that, your bird? I, I mean, that's how I talk to you guys when we're not recording. <laughs> yeah. So I get it, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, so one thing led to another, and Frank Sinatra put his penis in there. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what did you just put in the chat, Tom? Who is that? All right. Somewhat so, an image provoking enough to rob you mid thought. <laughs> what is that man? That's I just typed in Frank Sinatra naked. <laughs> that's what I got. That's not Frank Sinatra. <laughs> that that well that he definitely has the eyes. <laughs> All right. Well, she saw that. She like looked at that yeah. dream boat. She's like, let me see like <laughs> let me get that chode. Look at that chode all up in my vagina. You can shoot all that cr that Sinatra sauce, that gravy, that your mama, you know what I mean. So, right, what do you right. call your own stuff? That, that red syphilitic cum <laughs> shot. So it's got it's got to alliterate. Uh, so Sinatra sauce, Cody cream. What would you guys have? Tom tartar. Um, there, there. Oh, <laughs> good. Come get some Tom Mike's tartar. Sub. Moose. Mike's moose. Oh, good. Mike's moose. <laughs> What happened to Mike's milk? Mike's I thought that was oh, the easiest yeah. one. I like moose, though. It's weird. Those are going to be uh, Mike's subs. Jersey Mike's subs. <laughs> so, Goes anyway, deep. he shoots his gravy all up in Liz, and uh, the thing is, she, he knocked up Liz. And now Liz oh. is like, hey, Frank, like you got to marry me because I love you, and we're going to have a baby. Instead, Frank paid for her to have <laughs> the back alley abortion. <gasps> Which was, did his mom do That's it? What I, was like, <laughs> I was like, maybe he got a BOGO deal or something with his mom. Um, so <laughs> if you are not familiar with this shit, we did a two-parter on Frank Sinatra, fantastic character, Good. who's a God-fearing man, who's, <laughs> whose mother uh, did all kinds of abortions to make money for them. So uh, he actually hated that about his mother. That was the one thing he hated about his mother, other than she was a nagging bitch whore. But um, yeah, yeah. She, so that's uh, that's why the comment was made. Just let you know, huh. uh, controversial amongst the Sinatra family. All right, take it away, Travis. So needless to say, uh, this is Elizabeth Taylor. I don't think the abortion thing came out. That was more like rumored. I mean, maybe it was like hot goss, but it did right. come out in the tabloids that. Uh, you know, Frank Sinatra and Elizabeth Taylor were hooking up. And needless to say, Michael found out about that one, too. 
So when he came back to L.A., Elizabeth would torment him by constantly playing Frank Sinatra records on High Five. <laughs> and he would just stand nice. it. He would have his hands in the air practicing his acting chops. Misery! <laughs> you do this to me, woman! He's so smooth sounding. He doesn't know music. The titty babas love it. <laughs> acting. Oh. Acting. Use the first take. And then along comes a man named Mike Todd. Out of Mike's. Yeah. Mike, Mike Todd was a producer and con artist. One of those dudes that try to pretend they have a lot of money and then just, but all of it's backed up by loans and lines of credit. Oh, great. I like those kind yeah. of guys. Yeah. Because that, that's how money should be distributed. If you have Makes ideas, the world you should go be around. able to make money. Yeah. Todd wasn't much of a looker like most of Liz's other affairs. But he oozed machismo. Oh, that's the right way to get rid of your machismo. Yeah. It's an interesting way to say come. <laughs> so he was constantly sucking on a Cuban cigar and a speedboat. And, you know, most importantly, he wasn't afraid to beat the fuck out of a woman. Guy kind of sucked. Yeah. Jeez. You know, what'd she say? <laughs> what'd she have to say to this? <laughs> so... What was, her, what was her clever Ouch. comeback? Todd was uh, just finishing up the making of his production around the world in 80 days. Oh, Jackie Chan? Oh, we know it's before then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack Chan. Little just bit. a baby Jack Chan. Um, and he bumped into Liz at some event and completely ignored her, which was something that, you know, Liz was not used to. How dare kid. you? In fact, he was paying attention to his fiance, Evelyn Keys. You know, you know, you got your fiance. Come or hang out with her. Fine. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, as this was going on, Liz was filing her divorce papers with Michael, and she got Aww. full custody of the kids. When in reality, <laughs> well, that. I think she was the least competent parent and just an absolute drunk. And Michael was basically doing everything. Who got the poodles though? <laughs> um, terrible marks. Across the board, because he could have been picking up shit, too. To be sure, yeah. to be sure. So Todd and Liz start hanging out and boning. And, you know, remember, Todd's got a fiance. Uh -huh. And Todd's showering her in gifts, which is the only way to Liz's cold heart. He presented her with a $30,000 pearl ring. Um, and attached to it was a letter that said the next one's going to be an engagement ring. <laughs> oh. oh, straightforward. Yeah. So the next one was, in fact, an engagement ring. It was a 30-carat diamond ring that Mike claimed was $200,000. Well, Mike is stupid. Yeah. Not yeah. you, Mike. I mean, Mike, you have your <laughs> faults, but this guy seems to be a real I'm a worker. genius. <laughs> so the okay. thing about this ring, though, was Liz was not the first one to wear it. Todd had given the same ring, originally priced at 50K, to Evelyn Keys, and when he broke off their engagement, he got the ring back and then upsold it to Liz. All right, he's, he's repurposing shit. Good for Smart him. Guy. Frugal. I like Smart it. Smart guy. He gets a kazoo from me. <laughs> <laughs> so the new couple was Todd and Taylor, and it was the talk of the tabloids. The two, Ooh, of, them, two of them were partying down in the Bahamas at the time. Todd was trying to suck up to some British industrialist named Lord Beaverbrook. <laughs> Shut up. You're no. Yeah. 
Uh, Lord Bieberbrook had just bought a home in the Bahamas, and Todd was trying to con him somehow. I don't, I don't know exactly what he's trying to get out of this guy. Travis, this is not the first time you said that word. Home. 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 They had a huge home. As a housewarming gift, Todd gave Lord Beaverbrook a cassette tape with a c- recording of him and Taylor boning. <laughs> All right. Like, oh, Weird. Oh. He's like, oh, so. oh, I love to have a 1950s bone. <laughs> so this Good. became a thing for Todd as he would record almost every session he had with Taylor. And he would give the tapes out to his friends and business associates. How do you how do you set that oh, up? Oh, you want to hear me and Elizabeth Taylor fucking? Not really. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is a time before Pornhub. Like you got to get off somehow. Some wheezing. I mean, yeah. she's probably wheezing because I think she smoked about a hundred cigarettes a day. That's not bad. That's hot. I like that. You don't <laughs> look for that in a woman. Yeah, Mike. You hundred cigarettes a day or no go. <laughs> Deal breaker. <laughs> So Liz, shortly after this visit to the Bahamas, ruptured her spine, and uh, ruptured her spleen. No, her spine. I didn't know. I think that one could of the discs just like blew out, like a rupture. Like, oh. bow! So they had to put one of those uh, bush bearings in there to make her normal. Again. <laughs> yeah. So Todd filled uh. her hospital room with original paintings of Pizarro, Renault, and Monet's. And then he also bought her... She's lying about the horse thing. Yeah. And then he also... Never fell off no horse. Yeah, then he also bought her a $100,000 silver Rolls Royce for her to ride around in after she got out. Was it a wheelchair Rolls Royce? (laughs) Yeah. Spinners. Riding on spinners. So all this is coming off credit, by the way, you know, because it's it's Mike Todd. Oh, 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 good, good. Don't worry about it. 180 days, you'll have your money. Uh, when it comes out, when 180 days comes out, the money will be there. So, <laughs> see what I did. So, when Liz wasn't in the hospital, Todd was trying to put her back into the hospital by constantly beating her, uh, a few times knocking her unconscious. And during one dinner mm. party, uh, Todd and Liz were having an argument in front of guests, and Todd just belted her in the face, knocking her out of her chair in front of the guests onto the ground. Oh my God. Wow, a douchebag! Now, well, all right. Look, I'm not going to defend this guy. Pick him. Well, I will say, imagine sitting there watching your uh, brand new uh, giant eight-inch tube television uh, on your couch, <laughs> smoking your cigar. When all of a sudden you f- you feel the hair on someone's knuckles grab the back of your neck. You oh. go, oh, those are man's knuckles. <laughs> you gotta wind up and just blast him. You know, that's what she was probably rocking because between all the rings, there was hair coming up. She's a very hairy yeah. woman. We've discussed this. So, <laughs> she yeah. is, right, the hair has got to be responsible for a few of these alleged assaults. Yeah, there's a hobo or an orangutan poised to strangle me. Right. I must act accordingly post haste. That so was my wife. I, I, I don't want to get into it too much because like I you know there's old like trauma you know Stockholm syndrome relationship type thing but I feel like right, Elizabeth was kind of a sadomasochist because she described all of her relationships with her husbands that were abusive as fantastic and the cuck boys were like I don't like him even though like they're trying to be nice you know Travis what are you saying that nice boys 
are uh, hard to date. Guys who are nice guys. I'm a nice guy. And also, you're canceled now. How dare you say something like that about a woman? <laughs> uh, Todd would often walk mm. around, just shove his hand down her shirt and grab her tits right in front of everyone. And then scream, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> Damn. Well, that's okay. honesty. Um, Liz Score. Liz was apparently, <laughs> this is when we kind of get some little ideas of how Liz was in the sack. Um... Okay. So she would do that whole thing. I feel like it's very 60s, 50s, where she'd get on the ground and start purring like a cat. You know, like... Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, those people okay. became furries today, and yeah. um, they're sick. So it's fine <laughs> if you are sick. Nothing wrong with being sick. So obviously she had huge tits, big ass. Guys mentioned that. They loved that. You know, she was short enough to throw Ooh. around. And uh, mm, mm. dudes also, dudes that slept with her also would talk about her incredible dexterity with her vagina. Somehow she could manipulate their dicks hey. from the inside. Oh, God. <laughs> I put it in sure. and it came out a knot. <laughs> yeah, Julianne. Yeah, Most so talented. the two of them got married and Liz quickly became preggers again and had to totally redo her wardrobe because now she's fat, got a stomach. Uh... <laughs> Pregnant okay, at the time. Well, she was able to grow boobs. She could definitely grow a kid yeah. faster. She could probably cut it down to six months. <laughs> at the time, she was a big fan of Christian Door and would often be seen wearing a Door outfit with almost half a million dollars worth of jewelry on her. Um, Great. Sheesh. Anyway, uh, the marriage only lasted a few years. Again, um, Elizabeth said this was the happiest time of her life uh, with this guy beating the shit out of her. Uh, but it ended when Dum Dum Todd purchased a Lockheed Lodestar, which is a 12-seat airplane. He had overloaded it by 200,000 pounds and forced and forced yeah and yeah. forced the pilot to take off during a thunderstorm. Overweight, the <laughs> plane iced up at the high altitudes and crashed in New Mexico. And the happiest times of Elizabeth Taylor's life are now yes. over. Did you ask if he was killed, Mike? Ty <laughs> was killed. And Liz was devastated. Uh, but her kids from Mike Wilding were obviously not, because when they found out, they would walk around the house cheering, Mike Todd is dead. Mike Todd is dead. <laughs> wow. Woo. Well, think about it from a kid's perspective. Lucky. You're like, there's this fucking asshole in your house, and he's like punching your mom in the face. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. I feel bad for that pilot, though. It's just like, you want to take off now? With that much in? <laughs> Maybe the it. pilot had the parachute, and he just drifted down as stupid Mike Todd's body was uh, turned into a pankaka. <laughs> pankaka! <laughs> Hopefully. Let's pray that that happened. So, from yeah, that point yeah. on, Elizabeth Taylor looked for men, and she compared them to her violent con artist, Mike Todd, going forward. Big, big, uh... Big condom to fill. Yeah. So it wasn't long before she started hooking up with singer Eddie Fisher, who was one of those crooners, right? Sure. Uh, Smooth boy. Fisher had the sexual superpower that he could get hard right after having sex and come over and over again all oh, night. Nice. Reminds me of uh, what's his name? Who? Oh, Johnny oh, Sims. Oh, oh, our boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Have we talked about him this episode? I, forget. I don't think no. so. That's weird. This no, wasn't no. much of a superpower as much as it was a speed addiction, something that he passed on to Elizabeth Taylor. He's cheating. 
<laughs> they have performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Pee in a cup. I need that man's pee in a cup. Why is it white? Honestly, I need to pick up a speed addiction. That shit sounds fun as fuck. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, this is awesome. So anyway, this was a typical Liz rushing, rushing into another marriage. And this time, uh, the wedding was going to be different, though. You see, Mike Todd was Jewish, and so was Eddie Fisher. So Liz was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to become a Jew. Easy. Anyone can yeah. Anyone yeah. can own all of the money. <laughs> anyone can rule the banks and the liberal media. <laughs> well, You're fucking canceled. Yeah, Eddie's like, uh, you don't have to do that. It's really not a big deal. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't think I've yeah. ever worn a yarmulke. <laughs> yeah, the Jewish faith was like, we don't want you. Yeah. But Liz is like, no, I'm determined to be a Jew. We have to. Get, I have to become one. So she goes to the Temple Israel in Hollywood um, and goes to Dr. Max Nussbaum, who was, quote, the rabbi to the stars. And right. he was like, you know wow. what? Uh, if you donate $100,000 to Israel, you're a Jew. Well, and yeah. so she... She learns how to say hello, goodbye, where's the bathroom in Hebrew, and bam, she's a Jew. That's fine. That's all any any <laughs> establishment needs. A little bit of money, a little bit of incentive. She probably went in there asking something real stupid, not knowing anything about Judaism. Okay, I'll take my circumcision. I'll get on this team. <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, yeah. Miss Taylor, you do not need to get the circumcision as your penis was uh, taken away f- from you by a vengeful God. <laughs> That works. So the only time she was actually in the synagogue was in Las Vegas when she married Eddie. They got married in a synagogue in Las Vegas. That's huge. Apparently, man. you can do that. Well, that drive-through synagogue. You nice. know, in in Brooklyn and in and I'm sure in Vegas, uh, a lot of the synagogue properties were owned by mafia people. Really? Yes. Everything in Vegas was owned by moff. That's very true, but it happened here too, and I'm sure L.A. was the same shit. But uh, the the so, mob the mob and Jews get along very well, from my understanding. We got money okay. and you got you got Italian sauce blood. Yeah, it's the same Forget thing. About it. So I'm gonna fast forward a little bit to the 70s because right now we're in the 60s. But when Idi Amin, well, you know what that guy. Fuck? What the fuck is happening this episode? When Idi Amin took that airplane full of Jewish folks as hostages, right? Liz went on TV as a Jew and said, <laughs> I. I, she was like mm, reaching okay. out to Edie. She's like, I will exchange myself, a gr- Jew of greater value, for all the hostages. There's a ranking system? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the hostages were very glad to hear that. Yeah, take that, Jew <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and Edie, Edie apparently didn't uh, didn't know anything about it, but well, she was like, oh, don't worry, a hundred of them, I'm worth a hundred of them Jews. It's okay. Me in Scotland. We'll make the trade happen, your best friend and lover, Eddie Amin. (laughs) (laughs) So we went from the abusive Mike Todd, you know, we had Mike Wilding, or Michael Wilding, Mike Todd, and we're back to Eddie Fisher, who, in Truman Capote's terms, who was a friend of them, said that Eddie was the busboy or the waiter of their relationship. (laughs) Hot. Ready to do Elizabeth's every bidding. Fair. So, around this time, she was under, still under contract with MGM. Like, back then, actors would sign contracts, long contracts with studios. Yeah. And they couldn't do any other movie. They could, but it was actually a bargaining chip 
for the studio. Well, yeah. So, so a you studio, if Paramount wanted Elizabeth Taylor for a picture, they would negotiate with MGM. And right. Th- so everyone wins. Right. So huh. she's under this contract, and there's plenty of other studios I want to pick her up. And producer Walter Wagner uh, gave Elizabeth an offer that she couldn't resist. It was the role of Cleopatra. Ooh. And more importantly than the, uh, you know, the most sexiest queen of history was that it was the highest ever fee for an actor to date, a whopping $1 million and 10% of the gross box office sales. 10%? Wow. Yes. That's insane. <laughs> That's kind of wacky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hell of an so, agent. It's good to have huge tits. Yeah. She couldn't act. Everyone was like, this This woman could not act. No. <laughs> She's had a pretty face. She had great eyes and huge baps. Yeah. Well, this, this is what happens, though. You see, the internet happened, and the actresses in Hollywood got a lot better because mm-hmm. men didn't need to go to the theater to jerk off. They were able to download pornography or stream pornography with much hotter women than Elizabeth Taylor getting railed out by their favorite people like uh, Lexington Steele, Shane Diesel, or even Johnny Sins. So now you yeah. have this Ooh. dichotomy <laughs> where um, back then it was just like, you need to get that all in one package. So Elizabeth Dude. Taylor, she was the non-plowed porn star of her day. Angela White has way bigger tits anyway, so yeah, I, 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 even I, care. I fucking love her. I really do. Yeah, she's, not, <laughs> she's probably a nice person in real life. That yeah, accent. she's Australian. That's sexy. She's British, right? Oh, she's Australian. Aussie. G'day, mate. Yeah, dude. She goes down south, man. Yeah, so obviously Elizabeth jumped on the offer, but the thing was, was she had one more movie to complete with MGM before she could move on to Cleopatra, and Walter was willing to wait, because she's still the sexiest person in Hollywood. So Elizabeth shit out a movie called Butterfield 8, just really phoning it in. You've never heard of this movie. Don't Um, assume, but yes. No, I know you've never heard of Butterfield 8. I actually really enjoyed Butterfield 7. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Classic. And lots of ups and downs. You know? Yeah. Is that by Michael, Michael Bay? Michael Bay did that? Uh, yes, Mike Bay. Michael Bay's Mike father, Bay. Mike Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she shits out this Butterfield 8, and then Cleopatra starts going into pre-production. And Cleopatra would be the most expensive film ever made, mainly, I mean, there's all, a bunch of reasons. Like, it was, the sets were all built, the, the yeah. Egyptian yeah. sets, but... You know, the $1 million fee and gross box sales with Elizabeth Taylor was another thing. (laughs) Um, Um, Gross box. (laughs) Yeah. But the pre-production budget was already up to $6 million before it was ever, uh, one frame was ever shot. So, dude, we're we're talking about at least $1.5 million on a sand. Yeah. On variations of sand. It was like if Brendan, like it was before they did CG. Well, there wasn't use any CG in the Mummy, but like if they needed to use CG in the Mummy, right? If someone, if some uh, lousy art student wanted to recreate the Mummy, they would need to use CG because they didn't have the <laughs> the director and uh, charisma of Brendan Fraser. I'm gonna yeah. shut up. Now. Wasn't the Mummy a documentary? Yeah, you're right, Mike. <clears throat> it was it a is. mix. It was actually done by Michael live. Moore. Yeah, oh, Michael Moore that. and Michael Bay at the same time. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> um. So, all right, uh, it's it's already at six million, and the director, Ruben Mamelman, I don't know his name. You're making Ruben. up all the names in this one, aren't you? We're calling Ruben. Ruben was getting pressure from the studios to cut spending, um, so he turned to 
Elizabeth. And he's like, Elizabeth, we need to make this movie the best movie that's ever made. Originally, it was going to be two films. It be like Cleopatra 1, Cleopatra 2. Oh. Um, and Elizabeth is like, all right, we got a plan here. Um, you just walk off the project, and I'll follow you. And the studios will be will like beg us to come back. Power you know? play, okay. Right, like a little power play. I like that. And Ruben's like, that's perfect. All right. Uh, we're going to make the best movie ever made. I'm done. He's like, goes to the studio. He's like, ah, I'm walking off. And he's like, hey, Elizabeth, uh, uh, follow me. And she's like, uh, nah. That bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get my friend Joe Mazinski to go shoot this movie. <laughs> Fuck you, Ruben. Yeah, backdoored it. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I was actually just looking up the uh, it, that guy Ruben's career real quick, and I was like, he didn't direct this film. It's very strange. Oh, no, he's just listed under other work and resigned footage unused. Uh, <laughs> lame. <laughs> yeah, so she just dicked this dude's career so hard. Mm. And so in the interim, while they're still building these massive sets, Liz and Eddie go out on their amphetamine booze bender in Paris. Uh, her bender resulted in her downing a full bottle of sleeping pills, uh, mm. resulting in her going to the hospital and getting her stomach pumped. Mm, yep. um, shortly after this weekend of partying, her weakened immune system picked up picked up the Asiatic flu okay. in which she became so congested in her respiratory system. We're talking Coronas, right? She had like Corona of the time of the sixties. Okay. Um, damn. she was so congested and rushed to the hospital. The hospital was like, damn, we got to give this bitch, bitch a tracheotomy. Oh, so oh. they cut a stoma into her throat to make her live more holes in this one, please. Yes. <laughs> Where they cut it in her throat? Yeah, in the throat, Mike. That's what a stoma is. It's a little throat hole so you can uh, breathe and smoke cigarettes out when your fucking face holes stop working. Nice. So this all was covered. I mean, she was like not in a good way. I mean, the the way they portrayed it in the media was that, oh my god, she got Asiatic flu. Like, oh my god, it's so bad. But it was because she was like drinking and downing sleeping pills. And that's what put her in the hospital, and then she picked up Asiatic flu. Uh, yeah. So everyone was, like, having a pity party for Liz. They weren't sure if she was going to die. Um, so out of sympathy, they gave her the Academy Award for her role Boo. in Butterfield 8. Fuck. A movie that she walked out of the screening of. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck Hollywood. Yeah. Listen to podcasts. <laughs> Fair enough. So she's recovering from having the stoma and her trach. It takes a few months. She's in the hospital. Eddie would sneak in champagne for her so she could booze in bed. You think and she took it through the stoma? Well, one trick she liked to do was guzzle a bunch of Don Perignon and then unplug her stoma trach and spray champagne all over the room. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> If a hooker did that for you, are you tipping extra or walking out? I'm marrying that hooker. <laughs> extra. Wow. That's one of the best things I've ever heard. Um, I don't know why you're speaking poorly of this woman. <laughs> so she had her stoma stitched up and had a plastic surgery before the shooting of Cleopatra. And Liz... Wow, um, wow, wow. wow. 
Liz did the typical Hollywood actress thing. Is like, Eddie, 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 we need to adopt a baby. Oh, how brown can it be? Oh, God. Uh, no, she wanted blonde hair, blue eyes. She went to a German orphanage and picked out a baby that she did not realize at the time was like a paraplegic. So how do you not? She, well, she not check? She, oh, it's crawling. Like, I mean, the babies all crawl. Yeah, so she picked that baby, quickly passed it off to the nanny, and forgot about it. That's the last we're going to talk about, that nice. baby that she rented. Okay. Rental baby. <laughs> Blockbuster. Check. i got to write that down in my... It's the best way to raise a kid. How do you guys... How do you spell rental? <laughs> E-L or A-L? I never know. <laughs> so, like, obviously, Liz was cheating behind Eddie's back. I mean, that was a given. But her true romance came when she met fellow co-star Richard Burton on Cleopatra... Who is playing none other than Mark Antony? The true oh. romance of history here, right? Cleopatra, Mark Antony. Heart What's not to yeah. love? It's fantastic. Richard yeah. Richard Burton was a Welsh classically tra- trained actor who was married with kids, um, and he was pretty much the male version of Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, total drunk, cheating behind his wife's back. But before well, Liz, it was. Before Liz, yeah, before yeah. Liz, it was mainly just one night stands. Um, Liz, Liz and Dick, as they would be known, uh, became the most published Hollywood affair in history. Easily, is that a failure or success? It's a great question, actually. I, I, I'd have to sleep on that. Success. <laughs> Very good, sir. Very good. Win. Yeah, that says a win. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, obviously everyone's jealous of you. So you're yeah. you got one up, you know? Yeah. So obviously Liz was a prima donna on set. She would have people fired for looking at her wrong. That Ooh. like not even exaggerating. Oh, Julia Roberts does that. Yeah. Yeah. So Burton originally was like fuck this bitch. But then he was like I got to get my penis inside Cleopatra cuz I got my Welsh stud. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Is that his signature sex move, the Welsh stud? Yeah. So uh, this was much of the same affair that happened with Rock Hudson. The two of them drank so much one night that they fell (laughs) through a roof that was 25 feet above the ground. Wow. (laughs) You know, she's got back problems, and it's totally because she fell off a horse. Honestly, yeah. I don't know why uh, an (laughs) ex-horse champion like her would be on a roof to begin with. Horse champion? I just I just love that, yeah. Yeah, something's not adding up. Yeah, the two of them were huge alcoholics, partied hard, fucked in their trailer, and would make the crew wait for them until they both climaxed. It was anything but discreet. Um, Burton would actually walk around set bragging about how he nailed Liz in the back of his Cadillac. Well, I mean, would you not? Oh, yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Also, Cadillac, that's like the, that is a trailer. You ever, you ever been the backseat of one of those? Yeah. Shit's a boat. Yeah, man. You can lay down uh, and be eight <laughs> feet while doing it, I guess. You, you get taller when you, you lay down a, in you the could back sleep, of the Cadillac. You could sleep the Christian way in the back of the Cadillac. With your butt out? You no, my... T- you can not touch your partner. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, the tabloids were ablaze with the Liz and Dick. And Eddie seemed to be kind of aloof. He's like, meh. Just tabloids. Whatever. I'm off busy crooning somewhere with the rat pack. Oh. 
Sure, Eddie, get us some shoes. Okay, go out and buy <laughs> shoes for all of us real Rat Pack people. Okay, Eddie? So, eventually he comes to Liz to the Lizard to visit Liz, bringing her a 50k black pearl necklace, to which Liz was like, "How much did you pay for this? You got had." Well, woman of jewelry. So, Liz and Eddie rented a Roman villa and were having a dinner party. When all of a sudden, the front door swings open. <gasps> Smash! Automatopoeia. There's Richard Burton, all sloppy-ass drunk, and he starts reciting Shakespeare to Elizabeth Taylor in the living room. With a Welsh accent, <laughs> which is probably the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, This man like, is having a stroke. So Eddie, who was upstairs at the time, heard <laughs> this Welshman yelling Shakespeare. Who doesn't? Came downstairs, and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? And Burton's like, I'm in love with the girl over there. And he points at Liz. Then Eddie's like, you have your own girl. Her name's Sybil. It's your wife. Uh, why are you trying to ruin my marriage? Go away and go own. home. <laughs> so like Burton, Burton like says, Sybil and Elizabeth are both my girls. Then he points. Then he turns towards Liz and he's like, you're my girl, aren't you? And wow. Liz looks at Eddie and then looks back at Burton and says, yes. Damn. And then Burton, oh. on top of that, then Burton says, if you're my girl, come over here and stick your tongue down my throat. So Liz walks up to Burton and fucking throat fucks him with her tongue uh. right in front of Eddie and the rest of the dinner guests. <laughs> Damn, that's so <laughs> fucked up. This you know, reminds I me of that uh, Willem Dafoe line from like the Life Aquatic. You know what I mean? If you're not here with me at this moment, don't cross this line or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I already did it once before in the episode. I was clapping, and I want to clap again. You can just so not, re repurpose the sound. I'll repurpose. I might. I'll think about it. But just good times had in this Roman villa. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Donkey Shane comes in. Donna doody doody doo. And she's like, I'm going to fuck your face, dude. And Eddie's like, what the fuck is going on? We just got K-Bobs for the whole party guest. And now you're going to run out and fuck this guy's face? Well, yeah. You hear the way he was talking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't go do Yeah, my God. Splish. Splish. So, not long after, Eddie leaves Rome, where they were filming Cleopatra, and he telephones Burton's wife, Sybil, and lets her know what's going on. She's like, oh, that uh, shit sucks. That's bad. <laughs> that shit sucks. <laughs> um, then he calls Liz, only to get Burton on the other end of the phone. And Awkward. Eddie's like, what are you doing in my ham? And Burton's like, I'm fucking your wife. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? What am I doing? Yeah, don't ask stupid questions. She turned Jewish for me. What is she doing for you? Uh, throat fucking. So both of these marriages broke up, and um, it was uh, Burton did play some like head games though with Liz and Sybil, where um, he was like, I love my wife, but I love you, Liz. To the point where Liz tried to overdose with uh, sleeping pills again and had her, her stomach fault. pumped again. That's her fault. But in the end, Dick and Liz came together, and Dick sealed the deal with a $67,000 uh, emerald uh. necklace to show his love. 
Oh, is it? A- I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a handsome man and he's got money. So what else could a woman want? Yes. Yeah, right. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Dick's pet name for Liz was Miss Tits. <laughs> nice. All right, let's unpack this. Yeah, unpack this. What is there to unpack, Cody? I, I understand you want to talk about it, but the concept of unpacking a perfect pet name—that's a great pet name. Uh, the two of them were aiming for another marriage. Uh, Burton's wife, who couldn't avoid leading, uh, so couldn't avoid reading the two of them in the newspapers, eventually slashed her wrists, but was found before she bled out. So, what? good job. Uh, yay. Bill on, Dick she Burton. has all that money to look forward to. Why is she killing yeah. herself? She gets half of his shit, and he's got a lot of shit. Burton showered Liz. Yeah, dumb. Yeah. Burton showered Liz in gifts. Uh, in one weekend, he spent $150,000 in jewelry for her. Sheesh. Um, the two of them would stay in Mexico in a place called Valor- Valoratina at a hacienda called Casa Kimberly. Now uh, we of- sandals. Yeah, the two of them would throw wild parties with the likes of Tennessee Williams, Truman Capote, and they would play a game where how much scotch could you neck before you fell over? Is that really a game? Yeah. Do you guys want to do a bonus episode where we do that? We haven't done a bonus episode in a while. We actually need to do that for the Patreon folks. Maybe we'll do something like that? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Soon. (laughs) We'll play the the Liz, Liz and Dick game. So both of them were stinking rich, and they set up a Bermuda Island film company, which was basically a shell company to hide their taxes. They got smart. This is the 60s. This is very smart. Doing that wow. shit. Everyone should do that. Um, we should do that. Yes. All right. So during this Burton-Liz romance, uh, Liz did a movie called The Sandpiper with Charles Bronson. So in this movie, Bronson makes a a nude wooden statue of Liz. Now the thing was, was Liz was such so so much she was covered in so many scars from C sections, back surgeries, and just mishaps of like falling, you know, two stories out of a fucking building with her husband. uh, That she refused to model for the woodmaker that would sculpt the statue. This is this is like a weird side story that I kind of wanted to say. I like it. It's strange. Yeah, it's fun. So, the statue was auctioned off to some rich dude, and then it was auctioned off to another rich dude. He's like, "You want to touch Elizabeth Taylor's tits? I got a wood statue of it." Feels just what? like the real thing. Yeah. Mm. And eventually, some producer bought it, like a few months later, mm. and he was like, "I want to redo the body of it." So he was going to cut the head off of it. So I'm assuming he wanted to turn into a real doll. Yeah, or there's no reason you'd Oof. do that, unless that. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, him and his friends were fucking around with a chainsaw, uh, and the producer was like, yo, you want to watch me fuck Elizabeth Taylor? And he like used the chainsaw like a dick and right. thrust it into her the statue's vag, and thousands of Big Sur army ants poured out of the statue's vagina. Ooh, horror story. (laughs) Apparently, a nest of ants had been living inside there for months inside the... At this point, Elizabeth Taylor had a hysterectomy, so the barren womb of Elizabeth Taylor's statue. Anatomically perfect. Yeah. Oh, God. That's gross. Yeah, it's it's kind of a nightmare story. What, What producer was that? He sounds like a sicko. 
Uh, I didn't write the name down. Chris Barnes of Cannibal Corpse Uh. fame. (laughs) Yeah. So Burton and Liz was pretty, like, their marriage was pretty much the same story as Mike Todd. I don't need to go into too much. Burton was a sloppy drunk that would beat her, but Liz Mm -hmm. said they were so in love. And the reason why they were so in in love was because Burton bought her tons and tons of of really expensive jewels. Um, so the first one that he bought her was something called the Krupp Krupp Diamond. Once you Ew. enter the reason, I want you once you enter the realm where the diamond or the stone is like has a name and not like uh, you know the fucking Christie's ring or whatever. Like you know what I mean? Like when the diamond has a name. Yeah, that means that a lot of people who give a shit about diamonds uh, know that diamond, therefore making it very expensive. Yeah, so this Yeet. this diamond Burton bought for $305,000, and it was wow. put on a ring, and it was so big and gaudy that Princess Margaret, who is Queen Elizabeth's sister, said it was vulgar. <laughs> oh, well, she's a prude prick herself, so fuck yes. off. But this is but this is also the queen. You know what I mean? Like you've seen the queen's jewels, right? Like you know what I mean? Like they like to wear gaudy, stupid, expensive jewels, and they're yes. like that shit. Is and they too like much. the taxpayers to pay for it. Yeah. Mm. So a little bit later on in their marriage in 1969, when they were doing 69, nice, nice, good year, nice, good year. Yeah. nice. Burton bought her an even more expensive diamond ring. That he bought for one million and fifty thousand bucks. What? He what? Wait, what was it? It it was a diamond ring. This was a sixty-nine sexual sixty-nine carat diamond, and he really knew the way to her heart. Uh, yeah, it's through her fingers, I guess. I don't know because that's where the ring goes. So the two of them had affair after affair, and eventually by the 1970s, Liz, um, who was getting a little bit old and pudgy, mm. uh, things weren't working out. It's kind of getting a little bit bad between this, this storied marriage. Hey, bitch, take off that jewelry that I bought for you. You're getting fat and ugly. Liz would cover her aging self in <laughs> copious amounts of makeup. Uh, she would actually powder the roof of her mouth because she said when she delivered lines, she wanted the pe- you know people would see into her mouth and she wanted to look perfect. Oh God, that's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> right? That couldn't have held up either. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like you're just eating makeup. Gross. So one of the uh, one of the reasons why Liz gained weight was that, as I said, she was an alcoholic and she popped pills, but she never got. I mean, I feel like when she was younger, she got sloppy, but as she like matured into a alcoholic, she would eat away the booze. So she just like crammed shit into her face until like it soaked up all the oh, booze she, and drugs. Right. She got so fat. you're saying that starts to get boring. boring. Yeah. So eventually okay. the tabloid marriage of Liz and Dick ended. Um, and during the 70s, Liz would hang out with Warhol and hang out at Studio 54 and his wow. Montauk studio as well. Wow. So another oh, guy. Oh, cool. The two of them actually would compare scars. That was something they liked to do because Warhol was shot. We did the two-parter pretty much on him. Yeah. How did 
Warhol get his C-section scar? <laughs> I don't know. He was shot, and then there was that bad bout of rheumatic fever that tends to happen to everyone I do research on. Um, <laughs> what else happened to him? Nothing. He just was pasty. Yeah, but wasn't he like cut open like three times because of the whole? Oh yeah, no, yeah, you're right. It was the shooting, and then they had to keep blasting him open. Yeah, didn't find it. Didn't find it. There it is. Yeah. So after five years, uh, Liz just could not live without Burton, and they got remarried. This is why I said they had eight. He was she was married eight times to uh, seven husbands. Uh. Math. From Travis Lee. Yeah. So this extravagant wedding was in Sheesh. Africa where she wanted to adopt another baby. She didn't, but you know, why might as you, well why? adopt a why? black baby. She wanted to go to Africa and find a white kid. Hard. Difficult. <laughs> tricky. Yeah. So she promised they got married in Botswana. She promised yeah. to donate 25K to Botswana, which they never did. Uh, oh. Anyway, Burton uh, sends out more or buys more and more diamonds for her. But within a few months of their marriage, Burton finds a 20-something model named Susie Hunt and divorces Liz only after a few months of remarriage. Uh, did Great. he take her back to Africa to do that? <laughs> yeah, back to Africa. Very All right, sexy. so enter the 80s. Liz really balloons and becomes the main uh. joke of none other than Joan Rivers. What the fuck is going on with this That's episode? one of our early ones. That was when I was trying to be nice to the internet, too. I had to beat around the bush, but I'd love to redo that episode again with Andy and really rip into her. <laughs> so, Joan, like, this was one of her big things. She used to make fat jokes about Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm going to read off some of these real side, oh. side splitters. Right Zingers, now. let's go. Tom, you're clapping too much tonight. <laughs> so, Cody, you are right. Here's here's the first one. I took on Liz to SeaWorld, and it was so embarrassing. Shamu jumped out of the water, and Liz asked, does he come with vegetables? Waka <laughs> Right, yeah. That Who's a, Shamu? That was a good one. Here's another one. Um, I wouldn't say she's fat, because she had a facelift, and there was enough skin for another person. <sighs> hey, that's not a very good joke either. No. Or... She has more chins than a Chinese phone book. I've heard that. I guess <laughs> that's a funny one. I like <laughs> that make one for that? you. Yeah. But the other one, stupid extra skin thing. Like if she, if Joan Rivers was like, oh, Liz Taylor, that fat, ugly piece of garbage, that would be funnier. Yeah. Than trying to do a joke that just didn't land. Yeah. Just brute force it. So the two You can't tie everything together. The two of them went to some event at one point, and like this is kind of just showing I didn't actually write this in the script, I just remembered it. But the two of them went to some event, and both of them were seated at the same table, which is kind of awkward. <laughs> and the thing about Elizabeth Taylor is she was the one that kind of defined the whole fashionably late thing. Like, she would show up to every event or shoot, like, oh. an hour, like, a day late, right? Like that, that, That's the straw that broke yeah. my back. I'm just, like, she. if she made that cool, she can go fuck herself. As someone that works... As the three of us, you, me, uh, Tom, Travis, and I work as like crew for like fucking shoots, like television shoots and shit like that, and movie shoots. Fuck that. Fuck yeah. that into the hole. I mean, it was everything. She'd show yeah. up to a party late, like, you know, that whole thing about you never show up to a party on time. That well, was I Elizabeth that. Taylor. 
And Joan, who was very much like the same kind of ilk of like Hollywood elite kind of, she embodied that as well. So when they went to this, it's a good time to show up to a party. Yeah, when they fifteen minutes after. No, dude, on time. An hour and a half. You know why? That's why the shrimp ring is the most intact. I like the way you're thinking, Cody. I like to get there fifteen minutes early so when well, people show rude. up. Yeah, you're. Uh, mm, yeah. They'll see rude. me with my hands scooped the in the door. marinara. I uh, I tend to throw up for at least an hour before I go to any party, so I feel like I'm not doing it alone if I start at the time the party begins. <laughs> so Efficient. yeah, nice. the two of them kind of had the same thing. Like Joan Rivers apparently always showed up to things late, and they were actually their limos were stopping on the way to the event. Oh, like, like somehow legally. they saw like their other limo, and they're like, "All right, pull over." Like Stop, so, because each yeah. one of them wanted to be later than the other one. <laughs> They're the same person. Yes, yeah. that's the best part about Joan Rivers making fat jokes about her is that she's just the same person. Yeah, great. So, also mm. during the eighties, Liz married a the ah, Liz married the Virginia Republican congressman uh, John Warner, and the two of them. She tried to live this like farm life, like down south farm life. Hell yeet. Uh, and she'd go around doing like rallies and shit. Um, she actually choked on a chicken wing on the campaign trail and became a pretty famous SNL joke that John Belushi played uh, Elizabeth Taylor choking on a chicken wing. Fantastic. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Of course, this marriage would end in divorce. She was far too glam to be a housewife, even though that's what she said she wanted to be. Uh, I'm looking up this John Warner guy, and uh, I just, I honestly don't believe that he would put his dick in that woman. She is, I mean, he's still alive. He's kicking. Wow. Oh, yeah. kicking. You look at this guy, and he's like, he's got like, uh, you know, if, if John Kerry didn't look like a pinata, that would be <laughs> this guy. Okay. Really? Huh. Yeah, yeah, like a serious politician type. I mean, everyone was kind of confused about this marriage, to be honest. Everyone was like, wait, she's hooking up with John Warner? They're getting married? Old fishcock over there? (laughs) So uh, another thing was that she just couldn't get behind the whole conservative thing. She tried to go do the rallies (laughs) and everything. But this was the height of the 80s with Reagan. And the AIDS epidemic was raging in the homosexual community. And like we mentioned earlier, one of Liz's first romances with Rock Hudson, Rock Hudson right. died of AIDS, About and Liz time. became a very vocal, outspoken person towards the Reagans and their homophobic, like, hate speech. Yeah. Mm. Um, and actually, for the she set up a fund uh, for AIDS awareness that she would be pushing the rest of her life, and she became kind of like a LGBT, LGBTQ yeah, icon. Nailed it. All right, so therefore we're just canceled for doing this episode. Why? No, we so- got more views now. YouTube will let us do things. No, they Maybe won't. Twitch. We're gonna, no, Twitch is going to kill us. <laughs> we don't even have a Twitch. They're going to come after us. Yeah. We're, we're talking shit about a, um, a, an alphabet person. Alphabet person. Role model or whatever the hell. I don't know. Icon. All right, so I want. What's an alphabet person? You know, L G B Q T S whatever the fuck. So this is obviously the gays. Yeah. So this has been a 
This has been a very long episode, and I kind of want to wrap it up because, you know, it's been going on forever. And I feel like Liz Taylor just kind of is a repeat of her life over and over and over again. She goes from, like, abusive husband to cuck husband to abusive husband to cuck husband. It's a vicious cycle. Vicious, Mm. vicious cycle. Yeah, like, like, pick one, stick with it. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah, right? You know? Would that make her a better person, really, Mike? (laughs) I think so. I don't know. So, Richard... Or just, like, not get married at all. Yeah. Do kickflips. Keep cheating on them and stuff, too. Well, that's the thing is, Mike, is she had, like, this, like... She had this child idea of what romance was like where like you had to get married right like you had if you loved someone yeah you have to get married you know there's no like Mm -hmm. fucking around like the the fame of the weddings and stuff too yeah right having a picture taken at her wedding a bunch of times and different shit (laughs) you know right i do so all right so richard burton died of a brain hemorrhage uh, in the 80s and liz went on a bit of a bender um Actually, uh, Richard Burton's wife, Susie Hunt, bought the two grave sites next to Richard Burton so Liz would not creep into like his grave when they croaked. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Richard Burton. God damn it. Look at his Wikipedia picture, and you're going to see a guy who likes it all ways. Yeah. Um, Liz <laughs> would eventually self-check into the Betty Ford Rehab Center. Nice. So she like she was just like, hey, I'm fucking going off the rails. And this was like a big thing, I guess, for tabloid media, because this was like the first time a celebrity self checked them into a themselves into a rehab center. She's so brave. Yeah, right. Uh, especially a celebrity rehab center. Celebrity on celebrity. You well, it wasn't it wasn't a celebrity rehab center to begin with. That was like a whole weird thing I didn't go into, but in my script, but like she was just they, she was treated like a regular person there. No, I know, but Betty Ford is a celebrity. So well, it's a yeah. celebrity endorsed celebrity endorsement. Right. But like it was regular yes. people. And yeah. in, in the rehab center, she m- met and married her seventh husband and final husband, a construction worker. <laughs> yeah, Tony. I love Tony. Yeah. Nice. So working class. The man. two of them got married at the Neverland Ranch because Liz was very good friends with Michael Jackson. Oh, oh you mean her, her oh, marriage nice. to Larry Fortensky, by the way. You didn't say his name. Uh wow, what a fucking Larry. champion. Uh, Google good that Larry. guy. <laughs> yes, Larry Fortensky. They got yeah. married at Neverland Ranch. because uh, she was good friends with Michael Jackson. And actually, one of the weird things about this was that a paparazzi had parachuted onto the ranch to snag a picture of her and Larry getting married. (laughs) Wow. Man, how small is your cock that you're going to be like, give me the parachute, hand me a camera, (laughs) jump out of this plane? I need this $700. (laughs) He's got to make rent. Sir, it was $970 to charter the plane. It's an honor thing. That's something. So, and I said a honor, not an honor. <laughs> so her and Larry would get divorced. Uh, her and Larry would get divorced in the late nineties, but would remain close. And he was eventually willed close to a million dollars when she died, and he needed it. Yeah, I mean, he's a construction worker, dude. He's working yeah, hard. Yeah, he's a construction worker that loved Emerson Laker Palmer more than anyone else <laughs> in the face of the planet. Mm. Holy, holy shit, look at this guy. I can't believe he has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> and we don't. 
What a what a piece of work this guy is. Thane wants to set up a Wikipedia page for us. Um, so her last role on camera, like live action, was 1994's what? Flintstone movie. <laughs> oh, really? No. Yes. She was in the Flintstone movie. Was she Dino? That's a good one. I think she was the. Uh, I think she was the bo- the the boss. Like, remember the boss of the 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 gravel pit? Yeah, uh, kind of. It was like uh, his wife. Where is it? I gotta yeah. find it. Look it up. I need a name. I need a name. I want to say Flint. Cogswell, but that was the fucking Jetsons boss. It was the same show. They just changed his name to her. <laughs> so she was in the Wu Tang Clan movie, The Flintstones, nineteen ninety four. She had the honor to work with the what? Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Halitosis yeah. Berry. That's her full Hal- name. <laughs> Halitosis Berry. What? Hold on a second. And Kyle McLaughlin was in that movie too? Kyle McLaughlin playing Ray Manzarek from the Doors movie. Wow, it's all coming back together. It's weird. Everything. Everything comes back together on Roast Mortem. This is like yeah. the total. That's pretty wild. The Akashic yeah. Field. Yeah. So she did. I, I have a feeling Michael Jackson would be involved in this somehow. Yo, it was crazy. No, you didn't. Stop lying. Stop lying. Putting a picture in the chat of Michael Jackson and he was somehow wait, came into this. That? I was like, that's crazy. Channeled. Oh, when did he do that? So wait, where did you put your Michael Jackson photo? You just I just see carrot top. Yeah, I mean carrot fucking, top's hot. This is Johnny Sins, not Michael Jackson. <laughs> I. But this is John Cena with a flashlight, though. That's pretty gross. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a Monster Energy drink. <laughs> no. Okay, so she did some soap operas during the 80s, and she actually did a bunch of voice acting in the 90s. She was on The Simpsons. Oh. Um, but her health became a serious problem. She had skin cancer, back problems, oh. Oh. respiratory okay. issues. And if someone would ask me the question is, <laughs> all right, how did uh, Liz Taylor suck the last dick? How'd she suck Reaper cock? <laughs> yeah. So in 2004, she sucked the dick of congenital heart failure. And she yeah. lasted a little, she lasted a while. They're like, your heart's going to die because you're dumb. <laughs> what? If, and then, imagine a fucking doctor <laughs> in a white coat with a stethoscope just being like, well, looks like your heart's going to die. <laughs> so she lasted a while. And then in 2011, after a six week hospitalization, she died at the age of 79. 10 plus 10. Nice. Didn't make 10 it extra. 10 extra. Damn. And now, um, few things before we end this lady. Okay. So Christie's, the auction house, auctioned off her jewelry and clothing, um, and all the proceeds went to her AIDS foundation she sh- she, she set up. Uh, like Again, like towards the end of her life, uh, she won a whole bunch of like Lifetime Achievement Awards because she was like doing all these things for AIDS oh, and blah blah blah. People blah, blah, love blah. this bitch, man. She had the jewelry yep. line. She had the fucking fragrance stuff. Like I remember her growing up. Yeah, like, she was on. She was on so many a- advertisements for shit. JC Penny. Yeah, things like that. I didn't mm-hmm. mention the whole fragrance line, but that was a whole thing with that. I think that's well. the only way I know her, really. Right. So, but yeah. anyway, she they auctioned off all of her jewelry and all of her clothes, and all the benefits went to the AIDS Foundation. 
And so the clothes were auctioned off, and they sold for $5.5 million. Now, can you guess wow. how much the jewelry was auctioned off for? Half a billion. Mm, a little high. $700 million. Uh, No. It's not higher than what Tom said. <laughs> that was said, higher than so. what I said, and <laughs> Travis said that my guess was high. So. <laughs> $100 million. A little higher. Cody. Oh, I'm not million. good with numbers. Oh, fuck. What are you talking about? You know pie, dude. Yeah, I'm not good with guessing. You need to give me a variable. How many and jelly beans Johnny are Sims. in the jar? Cody, how many jelly beans are in the jar? Uh, 35 million. No, that's lower than what that's Mike lower said. lower than what you guys are both... <laughs> Wait, what are one, you... What, I told you I wasn't good at I'll this. I'll give you two Brandon Frasers for one Johnny Sims. So her, her <laughs> jewelry collection was $156.8 million. 156. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of scratch. Yeah. It's more than our Patreon. So as I mentioned, uh, she was the person that invented fashionably late, and she got the last laugh because at her funeral, in her will, it instructed the rabbi to start her funeral oh. 15 minutes late. Oh, and the rabbi did it. So she really carried all that old that Jewish joke of hers, the the lousiest Jew joke in the world. Yeah, people threw rocks Becoming at her one. grave. And that's Elizabeth wow. Taylor. Wow. 15 yeah. minutes late. Good job, Travis. Thanks, dog. Well, now she's the eternally Great late strip. Elizabeth Taylor, I guess. What do you guys um, have to say about idiot? What do I have to say? Um, uh, a lot of husbands. All joking aside, Never she's a beautiful-looking woman. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful, though we compared her to a chimpanzee more than once <laughs> earlier in this podcast. I'm taking her down a peg. Yeah, she, yeah, she's I'm, gorgeous. She I'm got a little extra hair. That's it. something I had to work with. You know, she's a little, she's a little hairy girl. Yeah, uh, I think she was a beautiful woman that uh, really seems like a lot of fun, especially the whole tracheotomy thing. I'd really <laughs> like to party with her. Oh yeah, party with a Pez dispenser. I can't buy any diamonds. There, there's no amount of money that I could ever put together that would please this woman. So I guess I'm just lesser than her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what that means. Travis, thank you very much for bringing in yes. Elizabeth Taylor. Um, love her. Hate her. All you who are listening to this episode, I love you thank way you. more. You're good people. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, thank you for being entertained are, by us. Yeah. Thank you for, but for seeing any value in what we're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As I hold my self-value probably way too high. <laughs> Anything else, guys? We have Patreons and stuff like that? Uh, Cody, you want to uh, take us out on that? Patreon.com slash RoastMortemCast. Uh, give us a few bucks if you got them. It's a good time. You, you'll see some sillier things behind the scenes, like uh, whatever. Um, thank you. <laughs> behind the scenes. Behind thank you. Be careful what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, behind the scenes. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. We appreciate you. Hold dickedly. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Sims. <laughs> <laughs> and also Sounds on like Instagram you're saying at Johnny Sims. <laughs> yeah, I think he's been saying Johnny Sims the whole time. Yeah, he's a Sim. I'm into the Sims, uh, the Sims version of Johnny Sim. Well, there you go. Travis thinks that Johnny Sims <laughs> is fucking your wife. <laughs> so have a good night, everyone. Thank you. Very good.